Hey guys, before we get started, this episode of Beer and Other Shit, the podcast is brought to you by High Season Co., a social media agency with over a decade of marketing experience who are crafting the way brands are perceived online. These guys aren't just marketers, they're liquid enthusiasts, craft beer nerds, hip-hop heads, and Gary Vee disciples. So is your social media looking tired? Are you having trouble getting to your customers? High Season can make it happen. Check them out, highseasonco.com. That's highseasonco.com. Now let's drink some beers. Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Y'all a brew heads? Yeah, we brew heads. So pour a glass of craft beer. We can do this. Yeah. What's good, y'all? This is C Certified Brewhead, and welcome to episode 119 of Beer and Other Shit Podcast. This afternoon, we are in glorious Magog, Quebec, with Uncle David Plass, head of production here at Memfrey. Is it La Memfrey Microbrasserie? Yeah, no? well, you can say Memfrey. I'm not. What is it? It's Microbrasserie La Memfrey. Whatever. I hate <laughs> good. Apologies. Good to meet you, finally, man. Yeah, nice to meet you. We've been talking on Facebook about lactose for. Quite a couple of months. I it's been, it's been, it feels like longer, but it's probably only been like yeah. since the summer, since the lactose thing got I out of control. I feel like I've lactose known you for years. <laughs> I, I like the lactose brings people together. Well, and I now mean, here we are. It's there for that, I isn't mean, it? It's, it's, there's a reason. It's it's the most glorious substance. But we're going to get to that. <laughs> um, maybe I wouldn't say it like that. No. Okay, no, it's okay. the most glorious. Is it? There you yeah, go. there you go. I'm you want, and this, I just want to start this off that Noah told me, you lion ass Noah, that you are lactose intolerant and your acceptance and joke about lactose is the whole point of your jokes. Yeah. Is that, but that's not true. That's not true. You've been lied to. I'm sorry. <sighs> Noah Forrest. But I, I mean, the people that tell you that, they've been known to lie a lot. So. I'm just saying. Team, those team no lactose people, we don't trust yeah. them. Yeah. Um, so this is this is great, man. It's our first time out here. Uh, this building is gorgeous. We're right on Thanks. the what's the river called? Well, it's the head of the Memphremagog Lake. Okay, that pours the lake. into the, the the river that becomes the Saint Francois River in the Magog River. So. Gotcha. Okay, sick. Um, this is a wicked place. It's been snowing here the last couple of days. Yep. Everything is covered in white. It's just so pretty right now. Um, Which is pretty unusual for that time of the year, but we'll take it? it. It's November, like twenty something, like late yeah. November, and well, we don't have it, we don't have that much snow. That usually Do you think this that is that much? much? But it's good. No, I mean usually it's less snow than that. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. Oh really? But it's good. No, so yeah. We can go ski or snowboard this week. There is mountains like Mount Orford yeah. is close by, right? There's a couple of mountains close by. Offered Sutton, Alzit, and even J Peak in the states is not that far away. Yeah, that like north of Vermont, right? Yep. What? It's like an uh, not even an hour drive. No. Yeah. How close are we to the border here? 30 minutes. Okay, it's even closer than us. That's Same convenient. distance as Sherbrooke. Right. What's the closest city in Vermont? It would be Derby Line, which oh, is the city on the on, on the border. border. Yeah. Is there anything then, there? Not, not really. <laughs> then yeah. there's, there's Newport. Okay. It's just kind of, you know, the lake crosses the border. The Memphis Magog Lake crosses oh, the right. border. Okay. So at the north part, there's Magog. And at the south part, there's Newport. Right. And there's so, not much going on out there. Yeah, and then if you go a bit further, there's like West Glover, where there's Parker Pie. I okay. don't know if you've ever been to that place. It's mm, a like classic pizza place uh, with Il Farmstead on taps and things What's it like called that. again? Uh, Parker Pie. No, people keep telling me about like Mad Taco yeah, and like right. Worthy Burger or something like that, yeah. but not the pie. Okay. No. And then a couple kilometers away, it's Burlington, obviously, right. which is great. Montpellier yeah. also is not that far. Okay, so it's a good spot to be around. Yeah, here. well, for sure. Best access to everything. Yeah. Um, so we have 8,000 beers in front of us. And <laughs> Maybe. Do you know, I've never tried um, your beer before. I don't understand why it escaped me. 
So I'm sorry, but now I get to, and a lot of them all at once. <laughs> because we don't really distribute beer, too. You know? a, we don't. You have a couple cans now. Yeah, we have two cans. Which is one of the Saz Pils. Saz Pils and Double Martin. Those are the two, are the two beers that we regularly put out on the market for people to drink at home. Right. Uh, other than that, like our production is mainly like 90 for 95% kegs. Right. And 75% of those kegs are sold here at the brewer, at the restaurant. Right. And the like the rest of them are sold in beer bars in Montreal, Quebec, Chevrolet, Gatineau, or things like that. Where in Montreal are you? For the, uh, for the folks watching from there. We are often in like Brouhaha, the two Brouhaha's, Hildegard, Yeast. Uh, oh, I haven't been to Yeast. I, I'm gonna forget. A lot That's of just them. just curious. So it's like all, all the main beer bars. Yeah, all the, the main beer are bars are there. We're sometimes with Aricana too because we have a good relation with Francis and Maripia. We cool, go yeah. B52 with them, which is oh cool. yeah, Lactose. yes, <laughs> great beer. You know uh, what's his name? Um, French dude, Pierre. Pierre. Yeah. Is he coming back? Or he comes back. Mm, that's a sensitive subject. Yeah. <laughs> no. Paul guy. For now, for now, we don't know. I mean, I, I don't so, really man. care about that guy, so I don't mind yeah, do you know, not coming back. Good riddance. Not sure he's in Team Lactose, too, so... He, oh, yeah, I don't know if he yeah. is. <laughs> we'll ask him. No, yeah, no, no, I, I hope he comes back. He's yeah. a great guy, but it's just it's sucks. a really complicated subject. It's a, it's a really shitty thing for him. Yeah, yeah, I feel yeah. him a lot. Immigration yeah, is yeah, the yeah. worst. Yeah. Um, so, okay, perfect. So we'll start with this one. Now, this is... Yeah. Typical blonde ale, super easygoing beer. It's a 4% beer, like... The, the nice goal of that beer for us was to kick the Coors Light out of the bar, you know. So we brewed a really simple. We're not trying to make it an insipid beer. Okay. We're, we're like it's a it's. So it's considered a more blonde, or a less a four percent Sasspils that's been fermented at ale temperatures. So it's right. not a Sasspils at so all. So it's not a pills. It's not no, a lager. No. It's but a it's, it's specifically almost exactly the same beer, same hops. But it brewed to a 4% version and fermented at higher temperature. Okay. We kind of have the goal at some point to make it regularly as a lager. Okay. But like we don't have the means of production right now to do that because we miss fermenter space. And yeah. Of course, yeah, the lagers are and the hardest. My ideal goal would be that that beer is always a lager, but it's not right now. It's mainly ale because it's faster to brew. Gotcha. Makes sense. Yeah. All right, beer photos are starting. It's gonna be a bunch. We can change the faces yeah. up. I, guess I know. I have a lot of faces. I'm glad we're gonna need them. We're gonna bring them all <laughs> yeah. up. Woo! We have twelve. Um, all right. Let's start with your beer history, man. Tell yeah. us how'd you get into beer. Um, it, it, it's a. It's pretty curious. Like when I meet friends from like high school, they're they're all surprised that I'm working in beer now because I used to hate beer. Right. I didn't drink beer. I started drinking beer at 22 years old. You right. Know? Late, I, late I, I really didn't enjoy it that much. And then at some point, I tasted craft beers, and it's some kind of cliche thing, and I kind of had a revelation, you know? And I tasted one gateway beer, which was the Mac Crock and Flower, brewed by Jean-Philippe Barbeau. At the time, it was brewed by Pierre Folie, which is a project that René Rolle has Simplement Brassarimité right now. Anyway, okay. I drank that beer, a friend of mine suggested it to me, I loved it. I started drinking beers, started really enjoying it, but I never really saw it as a, uh, something I could that could be my job you know I, I used to be in video I was in video for like 12 years almost and the more the years went by the more I enjoyed discovering beer tasting beer and I'm meeting people in that industry and just and I, I was always like no I'm, I'm I like it but I like drinking it I don't want to be brewing it you know? right, right. 
And then in 2010, I did a, uh, a road trip with my uh, conjoint, the mother uh, of my partner. child, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the mother of my, of my kids. We went to uh, Rio Butte Beach in Delaware, where nice. Dogfish Head is located. Oh, cool. And then we visited their pub, we visited the factory, and then I had a almost 11-hour drive when we came back. And I thought a lot, and I was like, I really love beer, and it's it's starting to obsess me. I should try at least to brew beer. And then I had the chance that a friend of mine had a really great home brewing setup. He, he landed it to me, I tried it, and I just became obsessed with it. Right. And it was like, a week before that, I didn't brew, and the week after that, I just brewed like three times a week. And I went crazy, I spent a lot of money, and I, I really wanted to like do something, and then it, it soon became like obvious that I had a serious interest in the thing, and then I started being at more events and helping brewers like that needed someone at their uh, festival booth or something like right, that. Right. And then the more and more I went in that, uh, the the less not necessarily interest in video I had, but the the more I felt like I wanted that to be everything in my life not just right. like a hobby I do on the weekends you know and then I had the chance to meet Todd in like early 2013 and, and Todd is the owner Todd is one of the co-owners yeah that's of, it uh, sorry that's right and, and I told him like I wanted to come back because I was born in Macaque and I wanted to come back here it was one of my goals with where were you really? I was in Montreal I've been in, in Montreal? Montreal for 12 years too ah, uh, right. and then <clears throat> and and he told me that he had a project of like expanding the brewery that was a brew pub at the time that was in the basement here and that he needed someone to help him do that. Mm -hmm. So I quit everything. I quit the business I founded with two other guys in video. I convinced the mother of my child mm -hmm. to come right. back right here, here with me. Is she from here as well? No, she's no. from Rimouski. Okay. And we met in Sherbrooke while we did uh, uh, our college together. Ah, right, right. And then we lived together in Montreal and... We we never looked back, yeah. and we never regretted it too. It's it's been quite a ride, nice. and we had two other kids, and while well, that was yeah. happening, so we it kept us busy. Right, I'm sure <laughs> it doesn't end. With and that, that's about it. Now it's been it's been five years in July this year. Amazing. And I've been working at La Memfre every like day. That was that, every day. Like, yeah, that's it. And you know, you're you're taking a brand back, you're trying to reposition it in the market, you're creating a new brewery entirely that now can sell beer to other places too. So we kind of had to step up our game. We bought an entire new kit and everything. And it's going out pretty well. I mean, I'm I'm super lucky too like the stars were aligned, I right. guess. Timing but we're, we're working hard too. Me and Eric are, are, are trying to like always put a beer that's that's up to our standards on the market. Amazing. So you move the production from the basement here to a separate facility yep. at the other end of town. Exactly. Correct, which we'll go visit after. Yep. Um, and your role as head of production, so you're not physically I'm, brewing I'm, that much? I'm not really, not those days. But because now we're, we're getting used to like the, the, the new brewing setup and facilities. You know, right. like at the beginning, we had to get used to it. So it took us more time to achieve things that we do right now that we're super used to do it. So Eric really does the the labor-ish, like uh, the concrete work, you know? Yeah, yeah. He's the one that does this. I help sometimes, but like, it would be lying to say that I'm there often in the production, like yeah. actually brewing. That's not gotcha. what I do. 
What does like, your role look like? Like what sort of? Well, you know, I make sure that we have good recipes, good beers, that the beer we need to be brewing are brewed, and that uh, the research that we need to be doing to improve the beers we're doing, or for the new beers that are coming out, and that that you know, I just like make sure that the equipment is working, that we have the ingredient to brew what we have to do. I kind of right. supervise the production. And I make a lot of, um, I try and make a lot of bridges with the fest- the restaurant here because it's our biggest client, you know, and yeah, to yeah. make sure that all the beers that we pour here are exactly like we want them to be. And this is also something I do with all the other places where we sell beer. You know? Right. So you're just like sort of scheduling things in and yeah. like coming up with recipes or ideas for yeah. the fun stuff? Yeah, 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 exactly. Okay. So, I mean, even if we look at like the flat here, this first flat that we're going to be yeah. doing, that's your, this is the year round essentially. Yep. Year round um, seven beers. Like it's like the classic beers you would find in a more Eastern pub, I would say. Yeah, like yeah. blonde beer, wheat beer, uh, like a red ale or a bitter. We have a classic IBA, we have a stout, a wee heavy. And a double IPA. Right. And, and then the second one of your... The five seasonal beers. We have five other lines. Those are five seasonal beers. And we, depending on the time of the year or what we feel like we want to do. or, And it's also something at some point you're brewing beer that you think are going to be like popular. That are going to yep. work out. And it's fun too. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. And then like we like for right now it's five almost, I'll say pale beers, blonde beers, lots of them are hoppy, mm-hmm. but you know, we have a sour beer, but like there's a Baltic porter coming in recently, nice. like the next one after that beer is a Baltic porter, and then we'll have an American pale ale too that's coming out in uh, like two weeks or something like that, so Amazing. we just, it's a fun space for me and Eric to just go ahead and say, well, what do we feel like brewing, like we, like, we know, like, I like F.F. Weizen, I like F.F. Weizen a lot. But I cannot brew an F.F. Weizen year-round. So right. Sometimes I just say, what the heck? Like, <laughs> I'm brewing an F.F. Weizen. One of the beer that's coming like soon is another F.F. Weizen. Right. And it's just, it, it allows us to explore or brew the styles that are not like on the year-round panel, you know? So it's more fun. Like, I, I appreciate that because I notice there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of places that will have the year-round type of stuff, mm-hmm. but that's all they'll have. Yeah. And for the, my personal taste, that isn't as interesting to me, but I really love that you guys have Every single style, like sours, New England's, brutes, mm-hmm. all of these ones that you've got here are like exactly what I want to see on the menu, as, along with the other things. Because yeah. I want, I do want to have a stout, and, and I want some of like a pills and all that yeah. type of stuff. But I just think it's really sick that you guys are doing that. So you're catering to like maybe the older drinkers who are sort of a bit more traditional. Yeah. But you're bringing the kids in with the fun stuff. Well, that's the idea too. And the thing is, the market is changing, but this yeah. place has been around for 20 years. There's a lot of old calls coming here. There's a lot of like, not to like put them in a case there's a lot of baby boomers coming here so not everybody is at the same page in terms of where they are and what they want to drink and you have to admit that like even after all those years the beer that we're selling the most is probably the blonde ale absolutely of course you know like it's it's almost scary uh that we sell no like we we almost sell uh, double menton as much too like the really? double IPA which that's kind of scary too because it's becoming such a like a big style double it's still super big around here 
But like, uh, you know, people want a red ale. So a lot of people want a wheat beer, yeah. you know, so we have those styles. And Memphray is, is, is kind of conventional pub, you know. We're not Danam. We're not like a, a, a place that does a lot of like barrel aging and wild beers. That's not us. That's not what we do. Right, right. We, we do a lot of conventional stuff. We try and do it really nicely. And then we go out of our comfort zone and try some things that are a bit more like uh, popular, contemporary, and things like that. And then when it works out, because Double Martin was a seasonal beer at first, and right. then it came out so great, we kicked an American pale ale from the, the year-round menu and we got <laughs> that beer that in. in. And then and now you're canning it too. And yeah, it's and it's, it's, it's the biggest seller we have. You know, That's sick. That's kind of cool. I like that, right? So you, you know, by experimentation, exactly. has now got to the point where it's now moving volume and it's become a part of your thing. Like yeah. that really shows the value of experimenting in the, in this and kind of thing. And the value of the restaurant. And yeah, because well, we like testing we, it out. Yeah, that's it. We, we brew beer and, and like, because Memphis is a small kit too. It's a small brewery. Yeah, yeah. And then we have those bags. We test it here. We tested a couple of pubs around. It comes out great. Maybe we're going to think of doing it more seriously. Maybe we're going to think of doing it again. Is it going to go in can? Is it going to go in bottles? You know, we never know. I love it. Amazing. Next one. Now this is the La Grande Dame, which is a, a Belgian wheat beer or a wheat beer. Okay. Oh, that's a good face. That's a good face. It's a Belgian wit. Yeah, yeah. And so it's super uh, perfumey. Is that a word in English? Yeah, that's perfume. Sure. Hell yeah. Super like a <clears throat> cumin, cloves, cinnamon, mm -hmm. and they, like the tradition nice. here is to serve yeah. it with a quarter of a wrench and an orange slice. And it's super delicate, but at the same time, it has a lot of taste in it. It's super weedy too, like that. Yeah. There you feel the wheat. It's, it takes more place in your mouth, totally. and it has that slight, almost tartsy end, because Ooh. that yeast does that, and it, it's out not not acidic, but like almost tartsy, like, and it, it's just like super thirst quenching. Yeah, this is. And it, and it's it's like. It's it's spicy, like it tastes of spice, but that's what you want in that style, you know. Totally. So in front. terms of like it being on the style, for me it's a success because we sell it a lot. But like it's a style that's been not so sexy. Like people like they don't like we don't get so much it of that beer on untap, you know? <laughs> it's <laughs> not, be no, it's it. not like it's a bit out of style, but but it, it's a great seller. People like it. Good and when, when you want a wit beer, I think you're super satisfied with it. Yeah, because. it hits all the marks. It takes all yeah. the boxes. And it's super light. It's like 4.5%. 4.5? Yeah. What about to ask about that? Okay. It tastes like that. I like that nice and light, yeah. uh, crushable. And it has honey in it too, so you don't really taste oh, it, but I think it, it changed the entire feel of the beer. Is it, it's kind of subtle, but it's there. Do they give it a mouthfeel or anything, or is it... It's more of the, uh, the, the sweetness, overall feeling that you get. Hmm. Because milk from... Uh, milk. I mean lactose. I know, right? Honey <laughs> ferments. You don't really taste it, the, the, the sugar, but you taste like the residual sweetness feeling that it makes. Hmm. It's kind of a weird thing. I don't. I don't really know how to explain it. No. But like, I if we that. brew it without honey, there's a difference. We feel right. it. You feel it. Okay. Yeah, so we add it. I like that. Um, all right, six. So let's talk about the actual brewery itself. So uh, twenty years ago, it started. Yeah, it started twenty years ago. Uh, some guy started that pub in that really well located house. Oh yeah, that's a, like it's almost two hundred years old. It was like a, uh, it's the second oldest house in Magog. And we're looking at the oldest house. Yes, the oldest house is right across the street. It's the house of the founder, which is named Ralph Mary. It's the name of our anniversary beer that comes out in like two weeks. Nice. It's a Scotch Ale aged bourbon barrels that we get out every year just before Christmas. Nice. 
And this was the house of Elvin H. Moore, who married the daughter of Ralph Merrick. And he was the first mayor, too, of Magog. And uh, that, that, that's why there's such that old house feeling in it. Lots of wood, lots of old windows yeah. and uh, things like that. Are these all like, original? Yeah. Or the, like, you know, I don't want to lie to you, so I'm not going to answer that question. I think they are. <laughs> but I but it might not be. Like, it kind of looks like it could be. Yeah. Well, I mean, there, there probably was those big wood pieces at the other end, but they're clearly plated with, like, with more recent woods. That's probably... Because, like, those lights were not there 200 years ago, for sure. Oh, they had down lights mm. in uh, <laughs> 17... Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with it now. No? No? <laughs> All right. Anyways... And he saw the potential for sure of that house in a, in a region that's super like uh, big for its tourism. Like in in summer here, it, it just explodes. Right, like so lakes. much people because of the lakes and stuff like that. The right? lake like and uh, like there's a lot of things to do around here that right. like, that that fit well people in vacation. Right, right. And then he bought the house, did that pub. He used to brew by himself and and was one of the. F- first brewery in the region too you know you you met Stan and as the oldest brewery but yes. like still uh, when when it opened in 1999 there weren't that much brewery around here yeah. but sadly the beers that came out of that project were not that good yeah. let's put it that way things things went on the brewery didn't really have a good reputation and then Eric that's still with us that brews at the, at the pub right now that was working in the kitchen decided to to just take over the, the brewing part because he used to brew at home and he, he had worked with uh, other people in Montreal because he lived in Montreal for a while. He also worked with Grégoire from La Marabois a bit. Okay. And uh, and he said to the, the old owner, like, just leave me the brewing part, find someone else. Mm-hmm. He used to be working in the kitchen. Right. And he said, find someone else for the kicking, I'll take care of the beer. And then he started brewing and I probably like, not sure, 2005, 2006, Six, maybe 2007 okay. around that time and then he was working a really like obsolete out of date brewing kit but that's what he had so he was doing his best and now right there the beer quality really changed right. but still beer was only served here in, uh, in, in the restaurants nobody knew like that it was a, it was a brew pub like even like people from Magog didn't even know we were brewing right and then I came in in 2010 to uh, actually made it a, a an official brewery in terms of bonjour la ça va bien and then sorry, sorry no it's okay it's real life here <laughs> yeah and then uh, what I was saying oh yeah 2013 mm-hmm. Todd and Jennifer the owners had the idea of like making an expansion like just destroying the brewery that's in the basement getting the brewery out making it a, a, a brewery that's uh, able to brew quality beers for the for the time, you know, in terms of uh, how do you say that in English? Like to be like, the con- not like, out of date. The contrary of out of date. Yeah, like pre- like trendy. Yeah, because we, we we were lacking the means of production to do that. It's not only that we were lacking a bit of knowledge and and everything, but and we only brew like four or five beers. The rest of the beer what was were like uh, McCausland beers and uh, that's that. so. Was it this style? The, of these like condom, like the the wheat beer, the red ale or the bitter, the IPA. The, so it was five beer because there was a stout and the uh, the scotcher. Gotcha. And then the goal was to take back the entire draft lines that we had downstairs that we couldn't be filling with a small kit because it was too like small and everything, and <clears throat> and be able to to brew good beer 
which we, we were not. We were limited by the kit and by the, the, the size of the kit. So it came in, I came in in 2013, and over a period of 18 months, we canceled, like voided. Okay, merci. So we like started looking for a new place, found the warehouse that we're in right now. I'm not sure warehouse is a good term. Anyway, found that, that space and then we bought a new kit. It's uh, five times bigger than what we had before. What's the capacity now? It's a 10 BBL. 10. So, 10 so we okay. grew like around 1,100 liter batches. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so uh, uh, we did that and in October 2014, the new brewery was functional. That brewery was like the permit was voided, we, we stopped everything here, we transferred on the other side, and we started taking back all the lines one by one. We brewed, we didn't even brew like the palm beer at that time because we, we weren't able, you know? Right. Was, so we, we, we bought etiquette blonde beer, you know, like I don't know you say that in English. We bought a generic blonde beer and we put our name on it. I'm not so proud of that, sorry. <laughs> sorry from someone Maybe else I should have it. said that. <laughs> <laughs> this is all your own stuff now though. Yeah, it's all our own stuff, right? Okay, and I was like, yeah, man. No, if you're and, in, in a transition but, I mean, we, we, we didn't have a choice. We like, yeah. if if we would like, if we were to be brewing the bomb beer, Eric would only have brewed that in the old mm. kit. We would have. Oh, literally no, no room for yeah. anything else. That's it. Oh, it's like it's like contracting. Yeah, some kind of contracting, but e e even worse than that. So let's I not get talk it, about it. it. And, and uh, do what you got to uh, do, bro. Yeah, that's it. And then. There was the part of getting used to the kid, brewing the new styles, adapting the recipes, changing, dropping some styles, and getting new beers in, like the Double Mountain or things right. like that. And now it's been five years. We have two beers in cans. We, the, the, we usually get five beers in bottles out per year. That's our okay. that's approximately what we do, and that's what we have the, the capacity to do because the rest of the time we have to be making kegs. The brewery was made to to provide beer for the restaurant here. Okay. And in, in the summertime, 100% of the beer that we produce there is sold here. Right. We, we don't. Distro it all. That's it. And it gets down a bit in the winter, like, uh, uh, but even sometimes in the winters we have big weeks or big weekends. But there's a small part where we have a bit of time, so we plan the bottles that come out usually just before Christmas. Nice. They're like big beers or big barrel ale. I was going to say, what kind of stuff do you do? Here? It's, it's big barrel ale beer. We, we, the goal with our bottle is to get like um, celebratory beer. You say yeah, that. Like yes, beer's yeah. festive beer. We're, we're not like there shareable, to... Yeah, that's like it. We're not there for like a blonde beer or yeah, a crushable yeah, yeah. NEI beer or something like no, that. No. We're there for like big, bold beers that are like an effect, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's totally. what we want to do with the bottles. I think that's the that's what bottles are for these days. I like that. Well, and I, I, we, we, we like it for that. I mean, it's good for something else too, but like for us, it serves that great purposes of like creating those events around bottles. I love it. Perfect. All right, this next one. That's the Offered Special Bitter. Offered is the uh, neighbor of? The mountain, right? Yeah, yeah. It's 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 also a village, and it's uh, it's the name of the oh, ski mountain. Ski mountain, okay. Yeah. That's what and I thought. It's like typical English ale, English bitter, super hearty, hearty, how do you say that? Like, uh, you know that taste that Where they say that you? noble hops have? Like, it's spicy. Earthy. Yeah, earthy. Um, uh, it, it almost feels like... Uh, dead leaves when you walk in the woods in Alton. <laughs> okay. 
I get but that. like the, the waitress here, they don't really like me saying that because like, how can I present something when I say so it, it tastes like, like dead leaves? leaves. They're it like, no, it's the like, feeling. It's, it's a feeling. <laughs> you have to talk about the feeling. They're like, yeah, no, we're not going to do that. Anyway. And, and it's super malty, super generous. But yeah. you feel that there's a lot of hops though, but it's yeah. not like hoppy like an IPA. You feel that, that greenness, that spiciness from those hops because yeah. it's East Kent Golding and Target, super classic English hops. And it's, it's nice, super, nice and for me, it's it's super crushable. Like, it's something I could drink pints of, and it's good. You it's know like what? four, four and a half? Five. Mm. Um, five or 5.5, 5.5, I think. 5.5, okay. I'll check it on top. Around nice. that. Nice. And, 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 and the, the goal was to do like a, a really like drinkable, like bitter that, that resembles like the, the classic bitter. Like really yeah, that's it. I like that. I noticed that uh, even in the short time we've been in the area, like British styles seem to be quite prevalent and quite popular around here. Is that accurate or is it just, excuse me, the small amount of places I've been to? Uh... Well, it's accurate because the small amount of places you visited have uh, that kind of feel but, but there, there's like there's a lot of other things around here too but I mean it's not there's no Anglo it's, here that's why the no, no, thing is it's not called the Canton Less. it's called the Eastern Townships and right. townshippers were people coming like from Vermont and those places right. and then the, 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 the origin of like the region is a lot there's a lot of English speakers a lot of like Anglophones and yeah. so there there's still that, that, that I think there's an influence there uh that kind of went through the pubs that used to be there, but it's also, I think it's also that a part of uh, us being, like we're not a big metropolitan area, mm -hmm. so those classic styles of beer that's are, that are mainly inspired by English beers, that, that used to be like the norm in Quebec, like a couple of years ago, like 20 years ago, it's still with it's us still here, right. you know, we're not like a bar that has like nine IPAs, I mean, still we have like six, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> but you know, you what know what I mean? mean, it's not like, yeah. we don't have three different versions of a porter or something like yeah, that, yeah, yeah. but, but we have like that, the, that classic English-ish feel to the thing. Right. And I was, I guess that's what I was thinking, because I had so, so, well, how I say it, like, the least amount of uh, language issues. Like, I can understand a bit of French or whatever, but I'm not confident speaking it. So, like, if people speak to me, I can get the kind of the point mm -hmm. if they're not speaking too fast. But I've had, out of, outside of Montreal, I always have a ton of trouble. And it always kind of, like, makes me nervous to go places because I'm like, how am I going to be able to survive out here? <laughs> like, Tiff's better than me. But here, like, it's just, uh, sometimes I'm speaking to people with just straight up and down, like, just yeah. anglophones yeah. like with English full straight Canadian accents and well, it's like it kind of threw me off because I wasn't aware that mm -hmm. and I probably should have thought that it's called the Eastern Township even the tourism board gave us their hashtag and yeah. the hashtag is just Eastern Townships mm -hmm. it's not there's nothing else there's no French version yeah. so I was like oh okay. well there is it's called Les Cantons Les but like but that's the name of the thing the, but they don't, yeah. use, they don't promote it that way no and you know like the, the, the people that flew the states and came up here they were called the townshippers you know and I didn't know that so that's, that's, it's mostly formed by the northern Vermonters who moved up here uh, that... I don't want to lie to you but I think it's something like that <laughs> that's cool that's cool and lots of the villages around here have English names you know Ayerscliff yo there's when... Compton there's Compton, Compton? <laughs> yeah. yeah I thought I heard someone say that and I was yeah, like yeah. I kind of like no he didn't just say Compton Kingscroft yeah, and that's There's all, a lot um, of English villages around there. Was, um, we went to Dufferin Street in yeah. Sherbrooke before. Exactly. I was like, what is this? Like, it was like, turn left on Frontenac and then turn right on like 
Dufferin. I was like, where, what city am I in? And I mean, we're out. on Mary Street, you know? It's like right. M-E-R-R-Y. That's, that's not French. You know? Not even at all. No. I just find it such an interesting blend. And I yeah. guess for me, it was just unexpected. So, I mean, Magog is mainly French, but there's a lot of English speakers. There's a lot of English speakers in the village surrounding Magog. I mean, there's an English school in Magog, you know? Right. So, eh, eh, eh. I mean, and we grew up, I grew up learning, I went to the English Scouts. Like, I went to the English right, Boy right. Scouts because... My dad wanted me to go there, and, and you know, there's English Boy Scouts in here, and right, and it it's for sense. me, it's all, it's always been there, you know, and I don't feel like some people my age they kind of feel a bit like you have to speak French, and some don't, some don't, right, right, and then for me, it's just I've always been living in that fifty-fifty like middle ground. And, I don't know. I, I mean, I understand the importance of like, and I don't want to start a French no, this thing is, about it, but no, I want to hear it, about it. It's it's a bit different when like. For us, it's always been there, and I mean, I kind of feel that it's also like nobody feels threatened by nobody in terms yeah. of like French don't feel threatened by the Anglo and Anglo don't feel threatened because we have always been living here like in, equal in English, everyone and can speak or both. in French, and everybody kind of speak both. You yeah, know? And for sure. If you go like in a super remote village that's full of Anglo's, maybe the old lady at the corner store is yeah. not going to be able to speak in French to you, but. Like usually, her, her granddaughter, she's as bilingual as I am, and hmm. it's not going to be a problem. Right. So for the people, because I mean, we have quite a wide audience in like in the states and in uh, outside of Quebec, so people might not be aware of what we're talking about. So in, in Quebec, it's yeah, it's a, a French yeah. first. It's not bilingual here. It's French. No, first. It, it's not bilingual. Like the official language is French, and in Canada, there's two official languages. Yes, and yes. the only official province is New Brunswick, I believe, that actually is bilingual. bilingual. The only one that's officially cause, bilingual. Because we're not officially bilingual. No, you have The goal French. is to keep French alive by yeah. not making it two official languages. Right. So there's a whole bunch of politics, like you said. I don't yeah, get into it yeah. because it's No, not, it's super it's deep. Very <laughs> deep. Lots of history. Maybe when we're really drunk. Because really really I don't know. I have no, like, because uh, I don't know anything about it. For some people, it's a big thing. Uh, and I don't want to make it a big thing today. Oh, no. It's just and, this is but, education. Like, I'm French. It kind of shows my accent. Yeah. Well, coup de théâtre. And then, uh, uh, but like, uh, uh, we, I, I went to school with people that were raised in English. Like some people do their like uh, elementary school English, and then they go to high school in French. The other do the opposite. Because, and, and it, it's it's really a region where it's it's uh, it's mixed. Right. Some regions are, are way more French than the eastern townships. Right. At least that's what I'm trying to say. Yes. And, and that's what you felt. I mean, that's absolutely. coming back to your Yes, that's previous the, country, the other right? point. Well, that, exactly. Now, thank you for the context. <laughs> so, like, I, 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 the beauty, the reason why we live in Montreal, the thing that attracted us was the French, the culture that comes with it. Um, being an Anglophone from Australia, I started learning French in my early 30s, and I found it really hard to adapt to it. Now, granted, I probably didn't try hard enough or whatever, but like the the exoticness I guess from mm-hmm. a foreigner's perspective of like everything being in French around me but I can also communicate in English and everyone understands yeah. me but if I feel like feel bold I can speak it that is so sick the culture that comes with that is amazing to be around every day and I love this province for that it's so cool um, it makes it a little difficult for the Anglophones so basically everyone outside of Quebec who was listening or watching if they were traveling here um, sometimes it's hard to, well, to maneuver, try going right? to India. Try exactly. <laughs> well, I, I guess <laughs> there's going to be a language barrier there like, too. Going to get anywhere, right? No, it's a good point. I guess just uh, I, I appreciate. I, I guess that's what I'm trying to say. I yep. appreciate the 
a feeling of feeling completely at ease here that like yeah. I can speak to anybody pretty much and I've spoken to people of various age groups mm-hmm. and they all seem to be able to very easily speak both languages yeah. and I think that's really cool because like you said I think that the coolest thing you said was that it was there's no you don't feel threatened by anything because it's like well, at least well, I don't I, I'm, I'm gonna speak that, for myself that, that's but, fair but I love but that but that's my feeling about the region too you know I think that's so cool. It's just really cool. But if, I mean, people uh, like the, on the flip side of that, well, the people in the beer industry, I've, I've never been made to feel more welcome. It's always fantastic. All the beer people, I've, and I appreciate it more than ever because I know that the people I speak to in Quebec are francophones and they go out of their way to speak to me in mm-hmm. English and speak to the audience and stuff. And I appreciate that because I know sometimes it's hard. I mean, you're clearly comfortable, but some people we've spoken to are like, you know, I can tell they're struggling and stuff, but yeah. they make it work and they, they push through. And I feel like sometimes those episodes do better than the other ones because I feel like the people like who are the, the locals. Because here as well, I notice there's a, a huge passion for local. Mm-hmm. Like everyone who's like really attached to the breweries in their town and stuff. Yeah. And they, I don't know, it's, it's something really cool about it. And I love that there's a, an area, an unexpected area, two hours east of Montreal, which granted if you think about anything else in Quebec this shouldn't be like this like in my mind Montreal is the only place I could be anywhere yeah. else I'm screwed but it's a 30 minute drive to the States so that's also why that's probably why it's just it's such an interesting part of the world mm-hmm. I just think it's fascinating because there's so many nuances and stuff you go to Vermont there's so many people with French surnames yeah. and stuff yeah. and everyone seems to all relate it's like we mm-hmm. should all just be one I reckon um, Vermont should merge with Quebec that's well, my some, some people propose that I'm not really? completely against it. Yeah, yeah. I would just like to access... I don't want to have... It to- used to be like the... And before, there was like kind of no border. Like the states used to come up to like the townships and then the border was put down kind of out a bit. And the border moved, you know. It, it wasn't really? always like that. Like 100, 200 years ago type of thing? Or yeah. and like, Way back? Because it would be about nice. the creation of the state. That, okay, okay. <laughs> a while ago. Wasn't sure. <laughs> anyway, um, but I mean, I, I love the region. That's why I came back here. That's why I yeah, wanted yeah. to come back in the eastern townships. And and I mean, talking about the brewers loving the... I mean, we like talking about our products. We we like being showcased, you know? We right. don't, we don't yeah. hate it. And the thing is, at some point, it's also how you don't care about feeling ridiculous when you speak a second language yeah. I'm super comfortable with not looking <laughs> super intelligent no you're great though you're like thanks a lot thanks a lot and, and you know and lots of people in the industry are, are comfortable with their person I think too yeah right? yeah so, like, I don't know it's kind of a trait for for people in the beer in beer right that. people are just yeah humble like chill uh, yeah, people yeah I kind of feel that though. I guess because they're artisans they're just making stuff and they're just happy making things and they mm. get an opportunity to talk about it so yeah. like hey man I, guess I mean it's something we love I do that every day you're asking uh, me to talk about it for yeah. an hour yeah, yeah. I'll do I'm that <laughs> it's very cool man I love it I'm, I'm keeping pushing through all these yeah, just because yeah, yeah. we have time yeah, and also yeah, if you want any of them just jump in yeah 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 I'm just like crush them down what do we have here this La one Point Marais classic IPA Point classic Marais. American IPA so it's not an any IPA it's not a third wave American mm. IPA it's a classic like Oh, it smells fruity. Nice. Between 2000 2010 IPA, yeah, yeah. you know, like a bit <laughs> like of a caramel malt in yeah, it, yeah. and and it's it's it has a really like a, a a good bitter pinch to it, you know, and it's super oh, aromatic yeah. too, and it, it no citra in there, no. like it, it's a Merlot, Bravo, and Chinook. Nice. It's a big cocktail of ups, but it's a really like classic IPA, and we don't want to drop that beer because this to me nice. it's super important to like still have. Because that's kind of the precursor of, 
of, of like, every, all the other of stars. Everything. You know, there. Yeah. I know it's not in English IBA, and that's not. But I mean, that's kind of started it a lot. Like the the, like the, the all that up craze and everything. Like those IBAs. I remember like when I started drinking, when we we landed on things like that, and we're like. Whoa, and you're like, we wanted beers to be bitter and like that, yeah. that super strong bite. I remember that. Power and it's records. like, and it's officially like the, in terms of like how it feels, the, the most bitter beer we have on the menu. Really? Like more bitter than the double IPA because the double IPA is sweet. You don't feel the bitterness. Good point. I, I'm not talking about IBUs. I'm just talking about perception, you know? And it's still there. There's that bite to it and, it, and like it's thirst quenching because it, the bitterness dries them out. And it's super like a, grapefruity like and it's not like and not it's not a, a, a citra or galaxy cocktail you know and it's a bit more classic yeah. in terms of hop usage I love that I think that they under they're underused these days and they're when they're done right they're fantastic I appreciate, to change appreciate the face. face that was good <laughs> what's the um, ABV on this one it's 6.5 and I think it's like oh wow smooth for 6.5 yeah, yeah. to American IPA and you said it was Bravo ABC uh, Marello Bravo Chinook Oh, I like that. Is that like a um, a common uh, combo? Because it's called ABC, or that's just conveniently. I don't out? know. Maybe it is. Um, let's find out. That's right. <laughs> I don't know. I've heard that before. It, it, it evolved. It evolved from when because we used to brew an IPA when we were in the basement. That kind. It's the same beer, but everything has changed about it. Right. But it's the same beer, you know. Like the if you ask somebody thing? that has been coming here for like 12 years, he's gonna tell you like. It's the same beer, you know, but it, but it changed a lot, and it's just like with the means of production we have right now, we can tweak details, you know, which we couldn't before. I love it. No, that's um, that's perfect, man. It's really nice to uh, to have one of these beers. I feel like it's come up a lot. I feel like in just like the pendulum swung back from from this when it was like <laughs> like you said in the. 2010 early 2000s, early yeah. 2000s it was yeah. like the Pliny the like yeah that's it you know, exactly do you, do you ever have Palette Wrecker from Green Flash mm, yeah I did like you know so well, you it was like the like, 17th beer of my night yeah then. right I mean you don't even I taste know, anymore I don't really remember it I know I've checked it on a <laughs> but tap, that, but that's all that matters that's all that matters um, it's it, like that style and then it swung up to the, yeah. the New England's with the fruity yeah. thing and then I guess kind of the brute and now I feel like it swung back to the pills and yeah. to more classic, more classic style and it'll probably swing back again to the next trend probably. but I like that it continually moves and that do you know what stays there is all along lactose never going out of style never <laughs> that's good never going out lactose never goes out of style so the lactose no way we'll wait for that <laughs> we'll lactose. wait we'll wait we'll get there no we'll get there. And, and we wanted to keep that classic IPA feel because we knew like even when we were brewing it, like like we knew all those new double IPA styles and things like that mm. we're going to camp, but we wanted to keep those in seasonal brews and and because we have a big demand for that beer too you know? right no it's um i, I really enjoy this i i, I people don't know like they're, they at this we we have people getting here and like i i don't want like a crazy new england milkshake whatever i just want an ipa and we have that beer you know this is genuinely really like the more i drink it the more i'm liking it i, I haven't had a really great one yeah and it builds recently. up in your mouth yeah like the bitterness kind of like Kind of wraps everything around it. and then it comes a bit like less aggressive the more yeah. you go through it because you kind of get used to the bitterness and a little bit like I'm, I'm starting to get like some more the tropical sweetness yeah. from those hops are coming through a bit more mm -hmm. then it's got the earthy balance from like yeah. the there's a bit of caramel now you see it in the yeah color. a little bit like, of caramel there's a like sweet amberish tint to it yeah mm. like I really like this this is sick this is something that I think could be uh, a potential like 
packaged product that could go well because maybe it will <laughs> you never know you never know, you never know. And, and to me i feel like sometimes it's a bit ridiculous how much we're like you know this is gonna come back in style in two years and people are gonna be like oh my god you were such a good and we're like yeah we've yeah, been doing do it, it for 20 years <laughs> and you don't want to say it's, that but you're like, yeah, uh, like god damn it told you so <laughs> <laughs> i i don't know something about that's cool though because like with every trend yeah. there's new beer drinkers coming in yeah because maybe there's people who only ever sat on the blonde and ignored it then mm -hmm. all of a sudden they keep hearing about american ipa yeah. american ipa then they'll try it and be like oh shit this is amazing or but they then you taste like, one they love and yeah, they want to try everything there you know? go and i don't know there's something to do with that and i know as someone who's done it for a while like dude i've been telling you about this <laughs> but at the same token i think it actually performs a valuable like yeah. function in growing the the craft beer world i think it does too. um You said earlier, I can't remember if it was off camera or not, that you, part of your job as the head of production and scheduling yep. and stuff is coming up with recipes. Yep. So do you come up, how does that work? Talk to me, talk us through how that works. Like, is it sort of, you just, you thinking about it one day or maybe you see it somewhere else and you're mm -hmm. inspired and you're like, hey, Eric, let's do this. Like, It's how does that all work? of those answers, you know? It, there's not only one way to come up. Um, sometimes, like, one of the, easiest example I have like one of the, one of the way is an ingredient inspires us to something okay so we see whatever ingredient like either a new malt a new up or even a completely different ingredient an herb or you know whatever and then we want to work with that we want to work around that and um, <clears throat> we we do something based on it and even sometimes it just leads us to something else That ingredient's not even there anymore. And we have like kind of a feel of what we want to do or where we want to go. Okay. Sometimes we want to brew a specific style. And it's kind of a challenge to me and Eric. And we're like, we're going to do like a really classic Schwarz beer, you know. And then we do it. And then right. we, we're like, okay, we didn't nail it. Or, <laughs> okay, we nailed it. Cool. And, and, and sometimes it's like that. Sometimes it's also an answer to like other markets going. And hmm. we want to play that game along and say, okay, we'll try and brew an NE IPA. We'll try and brew a Brut IPA. Or we'll try and brew a sour beer, you know? Right. And, and it's it's different things. I mean, sometimes it's also it's as stupid as I have a name for a beer, but yeah. I don't know what it is yet. Because That's I come cool. from like a marketing video graphic design world and I, I often think I often think things in, in package. I shouldn't do that. No, I, I think do it's, it. No, but sometimes it, it's, it's gonna, I try and sell the thing before it even exists. <laughs> and that's how I present it to the owners too, because I'm like, look at that great idea I have. What is it? No, I don't no, know no, yet. That's up to you. But I'm it's gonna be great. You. Just like I was telling you, like tomorrow we're brewing a beer called Dulce de Leche. Right. And it's just like the, it's a bit of like the name inspired us. Is it gonna call, is it gonna be called Dulce de Leche? I don't know. But we were inspired by the ingredient, the Dulce de Leche itself, and by the name. And then we build up something around that, me and Eric, and then we're brewing it tomorrow, you know? I'm the name, have... the name's probably gonna change or not. I don't know, but you know, it was both the thing. But sometimes I just get a new malt in and like I want to try that, so we're brewing something. Let's with figure that. it out. Yeah. Also, just a keynote that the Dulce, Dulce de Leche beer has lactose. You're damn right it does. <laughs> a lot of it. A lot of it. It's that. literally the beer that has the most lactose we ever brewed. <sighs> that makes me so proud. And, and timing, timing is everything. Synchronicity. Right? Anyway, I think I think, I think it was meant to be. I feel anyway. Like I want to get to because the next yeah, beer after this I'm one getting, is I'm getting like, oh. <laughs> I feel like this lactose thing's out of control. Yeah. <laughs> Do you see the Bar Canada shirts? 
I went to talk to him about yeah, that because yeah. I didn't get it's one awesome. in the mail. I didn't get one. What, why didn't I get one? Yeah, I was going to say, because like, I feel like everyone who's been participating in Live Back Canada... Somebody's got making money off your back, man. I was Because they're clearly that. getting was, rich with those <laughs> shirts. We're going to talk, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I love what they're doing as well. And, super sick. I, I, I did make again, Those guys are great. Killing the game. Yeah. I love it. And made yeah. me very happy, to be honest. Best, like, new, best new brewery for me like in recent times. Facts. That The year they just add... It's crazy. It's nuts, right? They didn't, and Marc-André really well. and Gabriel, which I know more than... I know there's not only them. I know those They're yeah. great guys. Yeah, and super they, cool. They're, they're great creators. And they're, they're just like... They're working hard. They're pushing hard. And you're kind of feeling it. And it's nice to see them like... It's hitting it hard. Yeah, that's and like, like they had being first everywhere. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah. Always selling out. Yeah. Um, the big guy. Yeah, the big guy. So, uh, Double Martin started as a seasonal beer. It's a 8% double IPA, but oh, it's damn, a 8%. classic double IPA, you know? Okay. It's more of a, a Eddie Tupper-ish double IPA. It's not Ooh. a double any IPA, you know? Yeah, yeah. A bit more like, just a bit like the uh, the uh, Point Marais, you know? We did more like, like the, the first double IPAs, you know, that came on the market, like yeah. just like the Eddie Tupper and things like that. Okay. And we wanted to replicate that strong blonde ale with a, a ginormous load of ups in it. Right. What tops are in this one? Uh, can I say that? Okay. Oh, yes, I can. Okay. Okay. I, I'm saying it's a Calypso, Mosaic, Simcoe, and Citra. It's a Calypso? I've never even heard of that Yeah, one. yeah. That, I think that's what makes it singular in terms of not a lot of people use that up as, uh, uh, as much as we do in that beer. Calypso. And it kind of changed its, uh, its uh, general profile for sure, obviously. Okay. I love it. I love to see all your faces are helping me uh, differentiate the photos because when I'm going to post 12 of these in a row, people are going to be like, I'm, unfollow. And, Sorry about that, guy. <laughs> and and uh, started, Ooh, like nice. I said, started as a seasonal beer uh, and, and it was so popular, worked out so well, we, we rapidly put it on the year-round menu and then it's in Cannes and we're getting a lot of Oh, you said a buzz around it? Mm-hmm. Like lots of people are talking about it. It's always sitting out when we're getting cans out. And I mean, it, it's a great beer. It's yeah. it's sweet, it's so you don't feel the bitterness. It's no, a big no, hot no. bouquet. Yes. I know it goes in a lot of direction. It tastes like, like the a, earthy, the tropical. Yeah, pineapple, grapefruit, citrus, and, and a bit of like really those exotic fruits and yeah. they get mixed. And the idea was to make also a really like sweet, strong blonde so that those mouth like flavor chill. don't come in the way of the ups. Yep. But still, you have that strong body to like sustain all those ups, you know, right. and push them forward in your mouth. And this, the, the, the sugar is like, it's a factor. It, it pushes the taste because if it's too dry, you're just going to taste bitterness. Right. Also, that's what the, yeah, I guess you're right. The sweetness balances that, uh, that bitterness. Which it's, is a, it's a taste conductor. It's a taste train. Sugar Ooh. is a taste train. That's why lactose sugar is Sugar so is a taste train. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's just like butter or oil. Right. When when you add butter or salt, you know, it pushes flavors. As hmm. Sugar does the same thing. Right. I read recently, uh, with the recent uh, legalization of cannabis, that the the concern about the edibles, because I'm like I don't smoke, but I like edibles, and I was really annoyed that they weren't legalized, because it's like it would have been nice to go get some like I don't know candy or whatever. But they said that they the they don't sell it because all the everything's appealing to children so they have to figure it out but yeah. the reason why it's appealing to children is they have to use the sugar to cut the bitterness of the cannabis mm-hmm. oil that they put in because the, it, the candy it is bitter yeah, and for yeah. some and I don't know why that kind of clicked for me mm-hmm. I never thought about the fact yeah. 
that the say the boozier IPAs, the bitterness is a little lower because they're so sweet. Because that sweetness cuts the bitterness. I, I don't know why. I just never put it all. Why together. you think milkshake IPAs are so good? <sighs> I mean, because <laughs> you're doing really well. Um, and and exactly. like, why do you think any IPAs are mm. so popular? Because you, you want all the aromas and no bitterness. You know, you're right. getting like we say in French, the butter and the. You say the money say. of the butter, the bar de la chance bar, you know, you're getting the, the bar de la chance bar. You're getting everything. You're getting the, you're getting all those good tastes and no bitterness. Yeah. I like that. Or and at, at people they, they, they're like they're confused because we give them that beer and they're like, Oh, the juice is gonna be too bitter and then they taste it like right. that's super good. That's super syrupy. Is One that, second. Yes. Oui. Pardon? Ben c'est c'est à lui de se demander s'il va être dans la vidéo ou pas. <rire> tu comprends? Okay. Ben, je peux pas répondre. J'ai vu qu'il m'a appelé, là, mais... Business. No, it's Eric calling me from the brewery. Let's go. If you want to go speak to him, it's okay. Well, he's just asking because I think he finished, he finished his day and he's like, am I leaving? Am I waiting? Oh, okay. I just told him that... We'll come it's back. up to you. Oh, you don't to be in the video. To. You don't want to be. In yeah, the if he comes through here, he can jump in for uh, for the last. <coughs> well, I don't think he's going. No, like I said Eric's not. Like, you know, he's okay. not like you know the kind of guy that wants to, to be, be in, in the front of the camera. Hey man, the rap, <laughs> it's, it's up to him. Style. It's up to him completely, but it's no problem. Yeah. Um, no, I like that. I like that. That. Just, I'm sorry. No, I don't want going. you to start. And no, it's okay. Correct. Oh yeah. Merci Mario. That was Marie. Love it. That was Marie. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Is he coming or no? No. He's not gonna be there. All right. No worries. See, uh, we keep it. We don't cut any of the, the this stuff. Just keep it in because this is real life business. Yeah. In a brewery. Yeah, it is. And this is what this is all about. And my phone's been ringing like five times since. You love it. No, no. Okay, I talked to the people. It's perfect because when I don't answer, I'm. I it's don't nice, have anything right? to do. <laughs> yes, right? It's like saying you put the phone upside down yeah, and you're good yeah. to go. Um, I hope it's not my wife, though. If you, if you want to check, seriously, it's no problem. Why did you guys choose this specific beer to can? Like, what was the mode? Did it just kill it so hard that. Well, because it made sense? we were getting asked for it so much. And I mean, we, we kind of were able to feel that it would work out, you know? And then it was working out great here when we were selling it in kegs to other bars too. It was working super great. Tiff, you'd like this. And then I, I asked uh, a schlag because it's not brewed at our facility. It's it's uh, contract brewed. It's okay. I just put a little bit. It's contract brewed at a schlag because we don't have the volumes to make cans. Right, we don't right. have the, the, the facilities to make cans. And I contacted them and they had space, like, and short notice, they had space for us for one beer. So, so like, we had a choice to make, but we, we the choice was already made. We knew that was the first beer we wanted to put out with, like, the, that much uh, presence on the shelf. Right. Was that the first can you did? It's the first can we did. And then the second, which we'll get to shortly, the, is the, the South Pills. Because yeah. I'd seen that around and I, I saw it yesterday. We went to Vente du Nord. Yeah. And uh, that place was sick. Yeah. And um, told you so. Yeah, you did. You did. <laughs> I just wanted to double check. I asked all the all the homies about the places we were going. So I asked you and Noah and a few other uh -huh. people, and everyone was like, "Oh no, no, that's the spot." Yeah, and Emil yeah, was like, "Super cool." Great guy. And, like super I love that they had a full section of, from the Canton de l'Est yeah, area. Made yeah. it very simple to be like, "Hey, I just." Something about, and I really, really appreciated that the whole, almost everything there was refrigerated. Yeah. 
I've been no, to they're doing stores. amazing work. I didn't want to call out, but I've been to some stores where I've seen Boreal Nordest. I've seen yeah. Lagerbier Tamiya just sitting in piles on the floor. No, it's not perfect. We're getting there. Hey, man. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. So I was very proud. Yeah. Um, but I like that they uh, were doing that. Now, your SARS pills specifically, because it's so, uh, both the can designs are they're not consistent, mm-hmm. which isn't a bad thing at all. I think it's sick that the both designs are fly, but I didn't realize they were you. Yeah. And well, the, the double menton can is kind of consistent with our bottle. I haven't seen the bottle. Yeah. That could be why. But I'll, the sh- I'll show you bottles, you okay. understand. And the SAS pills, it, it's, it's a really left fieldish thing. I love it. Thing Sexy because, design. Uh, uh, I mean, we kind of felt that, uh, to talk about that for a while, yeah. we kind of felt that we had to like, because it's a blonde lager, you know? And I had to convince a lot of people <laughs> that we needed to put that in cans. It's and a good time, then, by the way, for that. That's it. When we put it out, like at the beginning of last year, there was not that much pills in cans. And then we, we also <clears throat> felt that it needed to- Beginning of last year? Yep. Ah. It came out like a couple of months I after Double Menton. Huh. And then, uh, uh, no, wait, was it beginning of last year? Was it this year? This year. I don't this remember year. this year. I'm sorry, this year. Uh, I thought I we were already in 2019. Does it feel like it? And, and we felt summer. that the can needed to stand out and that it needed that, that really that strong appeal. That's why it's so colorful. There's a like that drawing of the guy mowing the lawn, which was done by the mother of my child. Keeping it in the family. Love you, honey. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, well and yeah. That's and, sick. and then I proposed that to Todd and Jennifer, and, and they, they liked loved it. it. They loved it. And they said it's a bit different. I said, yeah, but people are gonna like the link's gonna be there. It's the same font. There's a logo behind it. And I mean, I, I think the can needs to stand out, and it's working out great. As opposed so, to the other, yeah, the double mountain is super sober, like like a the, clean isn't it like, black yeah, the clean thing, but with the like the way that the 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 letters are spaced out, yeah. Like it was, it would, they were both very, very attractive cans. I, I, I think Thanks. the branding, like seriously, I really like them. Um, I didn't realize it was you guys until uh, Emil pointed it out mm-hmm. to me, and I just sort of put two and two together. I guess because the Memphrey branding is maybe on the back or something like that, or it's subtle. Yeah. Well, there's the logo that, on the back. That's on it. the back. That's why. Yeah. But it's cool because I was attracted to it because we were like we were saying earlier, like with maybe the American IPAs and stuff mm-hmm. are coming back. But I think even more so. Um, at least right now, the the crispy boys, as they call them in Ontario, like the pills. <laughs> yeah, like the pills and lagers. It's mm-hmm. such a sick time for you guys to have that out as like a key uh, key beer. And it, it it also it's a beer that we sell four packs. You know. Oh yeah. Yeah, because I mean. But who doesn't? You, want you, don't, one? you don't. You don't. Want one. You don't want one. <laughs> you want at least two. You know. At least. You might as buy. Might as well buy four because wow. there's a four pack. You know, it's, convenient. it's just so convenient. So, and that's that's the idea of that beer. We try it and, and get it on the market at a really good price, so people will get a four bag. Yeah. My, the goal of that beer is that it becomes your go-to beer. It becomes a beer that you always have in your fridge. You know, yeah. double IPAs are great. People drink it, but you know, you want to change. You want to try it. Like you you drink a one big eight percent beer. It's like super intense, but like. The goal with a SAS pill is that y- you can drink four of them easily, yeah. you know. And Constantly it's mowing the lawn. The, the drinkability is off the roof, you know. It's, that's, that's the goal with that beer, you know. Yeah, and it's, I'm looking forward to trying that one. Awesome. Should we... You can keep that for the end because the like, end? it's kind of... All right. Well, I mean, some of those beers are also going to wreck your palate, but, you know, that's what whatever. So I'm going <laughs> to move these because I rewrote yeah. all these uh, down beforehand. I didn't want to mess it up. I'm going to put these at the end because if I when I yeah. go and refer to it and I look at the photos... You're going be confused. I'm, dude, like when I do 12 of them, you didn't be surprised. Like This is such a pain in the ass to do all the time. I'm, I'm talk, talk, talk to me about it. Talk to me. Do you do anything with it? Oh, <laughs> it's so annoying. Thank you for listening to me. 
It's so annoying. Do you want to get it off your chest? <laughs> it's a lot of work. Yeah, your, I, your work is a I'm lot of work. Have you I'm ever like, tried brewing beer? <laughs> oh, no, I don't do that. That's way too much work. Jeez, have you seen it? You have Me to do wear I don't the do boots, that. I you have to clean brewing stuff. Brewing beer, oh, man, that sucks. <laughs> I'm not doing that. Working in general is the thing I hate most. No, working. How am I working if it's like on a computer? <laughs> you, you mean Facebooking? I like Facebook. <laughs> I, like, I know you do. Oh, no, yeah. I see you out there. Uh, I think about... I'm a pro. I'm a pro Facebook user. I have my license and everything. You do? Okay, good. No, you look like you're a licensed Facebook user. <laughs> I've been waiting for this one. This is the New England. <laughs> yeah, that's... Is it? No, I'm not sure. That's the Brute IPA. Is it? Yeah, that's Rudes. That's oh, the Brute shit. IPA, yeah. Why is it hazy? Good question. Is it because it's like... It the, smells chalky. It's the first pour of the day. It's I I'm gonna be super honest. It shouldn't be that easy, so but you know could be maybe the they the just king, changed maybe? the barrel. No, could it be the end of the king. Generally, the end of the keg is super clear. The beginning of the keg gets a bit of haze. I like haze. So, are you ready? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so brute. Is it working? Oh, that's perfect. Uh, Can I keep that? Yeah, I don't mind. It's way funnier. All right, uh, brute. I'm, I'm very happy to see that yeah. on your menu because it's a it's a style that um, it, it's the newest style that we have. Yeah, we wanted to try it. We gave a shot at it. The, the idea is to brew a really try. It. Are you sure? That's a really one. aromatic, like blonde and super dry beer. Are you sure that's the brute? Yeah, I'm sure it's the brute. All right. Yeah. So it's, maybe it's not a good brute though. No, maybe no, no. that's a conclusion. We're gonna no, do, I don't know. No, no. The <laughs> thing with brute, I was talking to someone about it. Uh, Yahoo! I can't remember who it's it was. Oh, Emil. No one, because no one's been to San Francisco to yeah. try it from, I think it was called Social Brewing Co. were the first guys to yeah. invent it. Social Something Society. Like they, everyone is, it's an interpretation. Yeah. So everyone's doing it their way. So there's, and because I don't know a single person who's tried it, the original one, it's like, oh, yeah, this is what I think it could be. Mm-hmm. Like, well, this is my version of a brute. So there's no right or wrong, which is just more like, it's like, oh, do you like this brewery over that one? It's just completely subjective. I'm not a big fan of the term brute IPA. Like, Why? I'd rather say that it's a super dry, blonde, and aromatic oppy beer. Mm-hmm. You know? Because I think it kind of misleads the consumer. And, and it does taste like a brew now. It's, just, yeah. it's really and dry, like... To my defense, it's been lying here for like 45 minutes, so it's not that fizzy. To <laughs> That's true, so I'm trying to get through them because I know things <laughs> yeah. are going to be like uh, <laughs> but the right like, uh, uh, I don't know, I, it's it's a bit of a marketing gimmick with the name and everything, and I feel like it's kind of misleading, you know, in terms of what it actually this is. This is really dry. <laughs> and it's it's like negatively it. dry. It's drier yeah. than water. <laughs> it's it's, it's like super it dry, yeah. I, at I least we that nailed that part. <laughs> yeah. No, I like this. This is great. Yeah, is it, is it's it good. bitter or my is my tongue tripping me out because I just had a? Well, I mean, it's to me, it, it, it's kind of impossible to not be bitter because it's so okay, dry good. and there's so much ups in oh, it. Oh, that's right. You just said before yeah. the, the sugar cuts. The but, but it's it's not as bitter as the point Mere that you had a bit before. No, 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 no. But it, it has that up punch at the end that kind of kicks in and makes it a bit bitter. You know? Yeah, no, I really like it. I feel like Bruta, like to me, it's the most fascinating style we have because. I don't know if you were paying attention to um, the haze or the New Englands when they sort of started popping. I only got into them at the end of 20, I want to say, was it last year or the year before? Like, say 2016, end of 2016. But it had, like, Treehouse and Trillium and all the actual mm-hmm. New England stuff had been around for a lot longer than yeah. that. Um, so I didn't see the style grow in popularity. Mm-hmm. I kind of caught it along the way. 
whereas all of us got to see Brute, Brute like begin. That's it. I've never seen this We've before. We've been there since they went. Yeah. And I, it's, it's, to me, it's the most fascinating mm-hmm. style to watch progress. Yeah. Just because, like, every I've had maybe 10 different ones now, and they're all vastly different. Like, yeah, yeah. Really different. And, um, but and they're all, all those beers are uppy blonde ales that are super dry. That's yes. why, I, you know, that's why I think brute is a bit misleading because it's a term in, in, in wine or like sparkling wine. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah. So, and it's not like, not everyone really does that chemistry in it. I mean, we did the... Uh, is it called, what's it called, amylase or something? Yeah, it's the enzymes. The enzyme, yeah. That, eat, that converts everything into fermentable, fermentable sugars or yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we did that. We did all of that and we tried and, and carb it a lot to... To a point where my system can pour it, you know, because we have to stop. I, I like this a lot. And but you know, <clears throat> for me, we did it because we felt the idea of a uppy, blonde, aromatic, and super, like super carb beer was interesting. Hmm. And at some point, sometimes I, I'm, in general, uppy beers are, are a bit dangerous. It's kind of a slippery slope of marketing, yeah. you know. And we try and be careful and not just like put the sticker, it's uppy on it. Because we want it to sell, because it's not selling otherwise. You know, yeah, yeah. the goal is to make it without its name an interesting beer. I don't know right. if I'm clear. No, 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 absolutely. So then, the, a question I had about this area being that it it's it's quite a mixed town because you've got it seems to be a place where baby boomers are going to retire or there's an older population. <laughs> it but, is, but at the exact same token, well, I live here. <laughs> well, and you're like we're about probably the same age, mid thirties, something. Yeah, yeah. And then, but then you got the college kids. Yeah. Where the whole like it's a huge college town, this whole area from mm-hmm. like Bishop. Well, and University mainly Sherbrooke, but we we have a lot here around too. Yeah. So my I guess in the end you've got a, a, it eventually a wide spectrum from college yeah. through to the baby boomers. So the baby boomers would would be more interested in the traditional. You'd be surprised how much they're going to the second. second so I guess yeah, I was trying to ask how yeah. how are you like just to briefly speak on the area? How are people reacting to? Like a brood, what the hell is a brood up here? Like, what's that? How's that been out here? Well, there's a lot of a um, education that yep. has to be done, mainly with the people that that serve the beer okay. and to our clients too. You know, you just to talk them into you, it. We bit, explain or? them, and that's why getting back to the fact that I don't really like the term brood because if you say brood, it's kind of meaningless to someone. If you say that it's a blonde, super dry, uppy l, you know, it kind of means something. Those words have a signification. Right, right. Not brood because brood is. Yeah, it's brute, you know. Not everyone knows what brute means in sparkling wines and things like that. And that's that's a good thing, but like one point that you can't notice while being here a couple of days, it's also there's young families that are coming back from huge metropolitan areas and coming back, back to moving area. back here, like I did, like a lot of my friends did recently. Right, right. So we're we're I'm not gonna I'm, I'm gonna say investing those pubs and those restaurants and like there's new small restaurants that look that feel like Montreal restaurants that emerge in Magog or Hmm. Sherbrooke or everything, you know. So that that's also the stuff great. that we've seen in the you you're hundred I agree hundred percent we couldn't possibly have seen anywhere near enough to even gauge. That's it. But the restaurant you're right, the places we mm-hmm. went, some of them, we went to called OMG mm-hmm. last night in Sherbrooke. Yeah. Sherbrooke has, has good restaurants. It was know? great and even like the downtown we had some there's like there's an are you into coffee? 
Yep. Like, like where, third wave where, coffee and stuff? Yeah, 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 absolutely. So where do you go? Okay, in, well, in Montreal, I know them all. Like, you okay. tell me what intersection you are, I'll tell you the closest cafe. Like, where I'm obsessed. Which one's your favorite? Uh, we live in Myland, so yeah. I like uh, Pacpo, I like Gamba. Do you like um, Café La Rue? I haven't been to La Rue Fils. Yeah. Oh, yeah, well, that's on Jerry. It's a little far for us. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a good that's, coffee. Though. That's a great coffee. It's a good coffee. Oh, 100%. But all those, that's exactly right. All those yeah. arts cafe there. Um, uh, what's on Saint Peter? Myriad. Yeah. Standard. Uh-huh. Uh huh. This is like, like Neve. Like, there's a, uh-huh. there's a ton of them. Um, there's an app called Third Wave that yep. we discovered, bless you, recently. And have you heard of that one? The, the app, app or the app? No. No. So. Because it's called Third Wave, and basically you pop it up anywhere. We're in Toronto for a couple of weeks. It tells you where's the. Tells you where. It's yeah. all user generated. So mm-hmm. Toronto's not as good as Montreal because it's a Montreal-based thing. Mm-hmm. So we opened it up in Sherbrooke, the, like yesterday, yeah. thinking we're going to see nothing. Like, dude, it was like, there's yeah. a million of them. So we went to Faro this morning mm-hmm. on the way here. Fire. It was a little warm. It was too hot, like Starbucks level hot. Yeah. But the act, once it cooled down, was perfect. It was great. It okay. was fantastic. So, yeah, they, um, they, obviously they terrified their own coffee. Yeah, they roasted yeah. them there, yeah. Everything was fantastic. So yeah. I was really, really impressed to see those type of metropolitan yeah. businesses that I would not expect to find in a town like that, mm-hmm. that appealed to us. So I know that Sherbrooke, for someone like us, which is why they brought us out here, we're here with the Canton de l'Est tourism yeah. board. So, which is very convenient that we they just <laughs> got us to hang out, finally. Yay! Um, <laughs> thanks, guys. Um, but for Tiff and I, like they sent us to like you know, there's the great depths. There's yeah. uh, amazing breweries. There's per- like third wave, fantastic cafes on par with anything in mm-hmm. Montreal, Toronto, um, and fantastic restaurants with like farm to table type of local yeah. mentality with how they source their ingredients and stuff like that. So it's like this region. In in all honesty, it surprised me about how sick it was. Not, I, I thought it would be amazing, but for different reasons. Mm-hmm. It's it's more like it's not that different. From well, you get a little bit of both. You know, you get the yeah. mountains, you get the lakes, you get yeah. those views are awesome, and then you also have those <clears> places <throat> where you don't feel that you're in a super remote region, and then you can't get a good coffee. You know, it's yes. not true. and that stresses me out, dude. Because yeah. I'm like, I hate bad coffee, and yeah. like and we were like, because uh, you're uh, all you call a city not. slicker. Yeah, I'm a Thomas Silver Key man. Like, <laughs> both of us are total sleeps. It's not a movie, I get. Who the hell says that? I mean, not that I don't like Pharaoh, but you were like 50 meters away from the greatest coffee around, the around here. What was the, what was it's the, called Cape. And Cape is, I think it means coffee in, in Maya or something like that. Okay. Okay, friends of mine own it. I have to agree. So is it, <laughs> is it but in It's in Chabrol. And we, we brewed Unwell? a beer called Col Roulet, which literally means turtleneck. And it's a coffee porter. We did that with them a couple nice. of times. So we and missed the, that he, one. He, Alberto is is the best barista ever. Yeah. If he ever makes you like a shot, it's uh, it's so great. He's a genius. Okay. He is. Actually, he actually is. Actually, is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love that. Um, so that's it. We didn't know. We just went on the app and we're like, all right, that's the mm-hmm. closest one. We're good to go. But yeah, it was it's very cool, and I feel like that's something that was sort of unexpected. I don't know if there's other people who sort of do that, but wherever we go, we. Do you know mm-hmm. the funny thing about um, third wave cafes is that. There's a whole bunch of tells. Like, if you go to a cafe, you walk in, and like, all right, well, they've got open. They got wood, raw wood, or reclaimed wood. They got a lot of steel. They have plants. They have uh, baristas looking like hipsters. That also helps. <laughs> they usually have white cups with a stamp. They have black yep. lids. Like yep. all, all these tells, you can just walk in and like in like. 10 seconds I'm it's like boom, boom 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 right we're good we're good <laughs> and it works but 95% of the time it, it will work with the cafe too it will know, so. 
It will? It's good, yeah, yeah. Nice. So we messed up. <laughs> no, but you did not. You did not. Cause the best part is very good. It was actually really, really good. But the good part is, is that like every time we come back now, I know that- You'll know. Never to be scared about uh, the area. Good. Sounds feels. Sounds feels. Yeah, it's an it's, it's a Czech inspired pills now. Cause we're not, we're not Czechs. You know, we're, we're, and we don't have the pretension Ooh, of, nice. of saying that we brew a, a Czech pills. Right. We brew a Czech inspired blonde lager. Oh, nice. But it's it's way more uh, strong. Okay, that one's for you. There we go. I think I crossed my eyes though. <laughs> no. Oh yeah, <laughs> mildly bitter. Oh, it's okay. It's lows. Uh, uh, it's it's uh, it's kind of a also it's kind of a yeah, it's great blonde lager that the one that we want to be to have like an authentic base, mm-hmm. but like it's also hop with really modern ways of hopping, you know? Okay, like did you dry hop it or something? Or? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> dry hop? No, I, yeah. no, dude, that's actually like... And, and it's also 6%, which is kind of too six. strong for that style, you know? It's, it's never that that bold in terms of alcohol. No, never. But it's just like mm. sugar, alcohol drives flavors. Yeah, it's, so that's, it's that's a lot more going we, on than yeah. an average uh, Pilsner. Yeah. I'm trying to pick what it is. I guess there's like that caramel-ish. Mm. There, the, it's the, the cereal, the malt itself that you mm. taste because it's super malty. Yeah, know? like really malty. Yeah, and then there's all that uh, green, delicately citrusy flavors from the sauce because it's the best op in the world. That's your favorite. I think, I think, I, 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 if, if you force me into choosing one, I'm always gonna say. Sauce. You gonna say sauce? Yeah, yeah interesting. Because I just, I never get tired of it. Because it's fantastic. Yeah, and it, and it kind of curiously pairs well with super modern ops too like we we did a uh, a session 100% bread IPA that was built with Saz and Citra which the goal was to like mix a lot of things came and out great the two came out super great together because Saz is kind of citrusy interesting yeah. what is the qualities of Saz so citrusy I thought it was and more but like it, it kind of tastes like uh, cut grass you know when you just mow the lawn? Right. And right. now you're yeah. understanding why that's done the can. And, <laughs> and it's super fresh. Like it tastes mm. like fresh grass that's just been cut. But not like the green, not pleasant part of it. You know, just like the, that, the, the nice part, freshness. The fresh part. Yeah, that's it. This is still very crushable. Yeah, um, it's the goal of it. Yeah, the 6% definitely gives it a bit more uh, balls to it for yeah, sure. Yeah, it's a bit more, a bit of body is strong. Body, like definitely it. more than the average pill. Like, yeah. I love it. And how's that? How's the response been? Um, since uh, very like, great. Yeah. And I mean, it came out at a great time when we put it out on the market. Now, I don't want to say we were the first one because we're not. There's like, we're not the first one to put the blonde lager on the market, but we were the, the kind of the first one-ish to to put it in front of it just like it's any other cool guy beer you know cool style you know like people drink it you don't have to, like it's not stupid to drink a blonde lager yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. the statement we kind of we posed with that we said no like blonde okay. lagers are good right right you you can drink it and don't feel like an idiot like an you know? so why for, for me seeing the word blonde lager is somewhat of like i don't know why it's like a turn off why, yeah. why, why do you call it a blonde lager? Because I'm not Czech. 
So to call it a pilsner, it has to be made in pilsen. Is that well? I, I mean, I, I think you, you kind of felt that I sometimes I'm I'm super delicate with words. With the word, no, I <laughs> yeah. respect that. And, and I mean, it's a pils. It, it's a, it's an it's inspired by the style, and, and the name of the beer is uh, pils. You know, it, so it is a pils, and, and we want it to be a pils. But, but really, like, if you drill down to it, it's a blonde it, lager. A pils right? is a blonde lager. It's a Czech blonde lager. I had, I swear, I had a blonde lager. I can't remember where it was. It must have been it. I saw it. I saw it in the last day or two. I don't know. It's a blur at this point. Well, but maybe it was the, from Bruden. That's exactly what it was because I had the Virgin one last night. And yeah, it was called yes, the Ellis. Yeah, the hell, like yeah. hell without the S. Like yeah, H-A-L-S. yeah, because I think Ellis means two wells or something like that. Yeah, or, or it has to be brewed in that region to be yeah, called. Yeah, and, and it's the same as the champagne. They're, 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 that's that, it, right? They're, Which is good. I heard. And Wooden uh, is well. super like uh, on style for those that. things. And he tries to be on like super like. That's the name of the thing in the this region. That's how, it how it's going to be called. You know? Right. So when I saw Blonde Lager on that can yesterday, it was like, I was like, what the hell does uh-huh. this mean? Is, is this really a Hell's Lager? And it threw me yeah. off. And then I tried it. I'm like, oh, it's totally a Lager. But, but I mean, the you know branding why? Because is... Because Blonde Lagers have been insipid brews blonde, for years, well, you know? Yeah, well, I would say Blonde Ales have been. Blonde Lagers. Yeah, well... Because, well, do you know what? As of, say, this year, you're right. I, I, get, I get what you're saying. Whenever I saw the name Blonde on a menu, I was like, ugh. Because mm-hmm. it, was, it was not a lager, typically. Yeah. For the same reason. Just that, like, you, it's a nail for us. Because right. it's production costs for the time. Well, versus the amount of time this would need to be in a tank, which is probably why this is an Oshlag, right? This one's we, from Oshlag? We, we, sometimes we brew it around the air when we have the time. When you can do it, when you get the space. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's just an interesting, like, I know naming and putting beers in boxes is... Yeah, some people like it, some people don't. You know, I like to kind of know the general idea of what they mm-hmm. were going for, just just to get a picture in my head. Otherwise, I I can't conceive of what mm-hmm. that beer is supposed to be. I just find that the word blonde lager. When I see blonde in anything, mm-hmm. it just kind of turns off. Just because blonde is like probably one of my least favorite sort of things. Um, well, I I hear you. I know. I know. I know the feeling, and it's it's legitimate because when you're looking out like beers and you, you want to try super flavorful beers you're not going to jump on the blonde ale but I think you can judge a brewery a lot by its blonde ale though because if the blonde ale is clean and super good you're probably in a place where the people know how to brew it's, it's, it's an easy to miss brew yes because you can you cannot hide <clears throat> behind anything no it's not a milkshake barrel age whatever thing keep with going, keep going. and lactose Ooh, <laughs> and like milkshake go. lactose style because it's two times the lactose and, and I mean it's kind of easy to like <laughs> hide a default in that beer you know you're not gonna hide anything in those beers the, there's nothing there's like malt water yeast ups and there's no fancy flavors that you can like say well yeah but that's what we wanted to do you know yeah, yeah, yeah. no it's supposed to taste super clean and it's like super rigid to yeah, and, and that's the idea of that beer. No, I like that. And you're right. Whenever I go to a brewery now, I talk. I talk to people about this a lot. That yeah, as soon as I see it on the menu, go straight for the lightest beer they have. Mm-hmm. Generally, it would hopefully be a lager or pills or something yeah. in that family, uh, for that reason. Because I find that more breweries have those than blonde ales. Yeah. And I guess I'm specifically referring to a blonde ale. Now I know that yeah. blonde lager is not there's a bad. A, yeah, there's a big difference thing. between the two. Yeah, which I, I just genuinely didn't know, which is fascinating. Um, next beer. Next one. Any IPA. Jesus, this is a fucking lot, bro. Yeah. <laughs> it's all fantastic. I'm genuinely impressed. Yeah, uh, this is the Any IPA version 8. Version 8. There we go. 
people are going to be sick of us. I tried. I tried to open my mouth as much as you do. I'm, I'm not sure I can. I do appreciate that, it. So this is the eighth batch. Is that correct? Yeah. And nice. we we still give numbers because uh, the, the ops change, the the mob build changes too, and where we don't. It's two things. We don't feel we're there yet. You right, know, we feel we feel, we always feel that there's something that we can tweak again. And we don't want people saying, hey, it doesn't taste like the old batch. No, it does it's not. not the and it's, it changes because sometimes we don't, we can't put our hands on the upset we had for the last batch. Because it's it's kind of complicated sometimes with those ups, the, those big like... Like popular contracted yeah, hops. Exactly. Do you remember what hops are in this one? There, there's like seven. <laughs> seven hops. Jarrell, so Galaxy, Citra, Centennial, Columbus... Mosaic and Simcoe. Am I at seven now? That's about seven. Yeah, something like that. So it's like, I feel like I'm getting some like earthy vibes from this too. Well, not, not already like the bitter one, but you're, not you're, the same way. But no, you're, no you're getting, I mean, for me, it's also, it's I super resinous and grassy. It, it's like, Maybe grassy is the word. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, it's almost, it almost feels like licking pellets. <laughs> licking and, pellets yeah you know licking hot pellets because I don't know if you've ever done that don't do it I have that it's pleasant. Fun. Yeah. that's it and sometimes I'm I'm not the biggest in the IPA fan I understand you know? the IPA I understand why people like it and I, I can appreciate a good any IPA because it's a super fruity generous round beer like with yeah. a lot of like a lot of variation in terms of what you're getting in terms of fruit flavors but sometimes, like bad examples for me, they taste like the bottom part of a of a beer tank, which is not a good thing. <laughs> like the, the ones with the yeasty bite. Just yeah, like and sometimes it's just too much for me, and I feel like I'm licking pellets, yeah. and I'm like, there, I have no, I, I get no pleasure from the, doing that. I 100% agree. But, you know, sometimes you get one, and you're like, yeah, that, that's good. I understand why there's so much hype around that. And because I, it's like drinking a, a juice cocktail. Yeah, it's like yeah. when it's when they nail it. It's not, what's the ABV on this one? Is this seven? Uh, yeah, seven. Seven percent. Yeah, you're right. Like even as for myself, like uh, I'm a huge fan. This is uh, my favorite style. And yeah, when people nail it, it's just glorious. And when people sometimes when it's too much yeast, it's like uh, it eats your whole mouth. Mm -hmm. um, and even for like I don't know if there's some breweries in the states. I'm sure you probably know who I'm talking about. That that's almost exclusively what they have and yeah. if you go and get this many beers I've done one before where I had eight tasters from this one I'm like was this which one was this again like they're all like Man. so much like slightly different mm -hmm. that even but for someone like myself is overkill yeah but that's you know that's the reason why that beer we talked earlier is called Paladin Record you know? yeah because it's just boom it's just, at some point you don't taste anything no, more, no. no you have just, to rinse your mouth with, with I don't know what I don't even know what we kind of uh Rec rectify all those oils those hop oils though like I don't know if the New England's really wreck your palate in the, not in the same way at least they probably wreck it in, yeah. in a different way with the sweetness and stuff rather than the that, that, that bitterness like, that ideas in general kind of wrap your entire mouth yeah. and then you, you almost get immune to like the taste yeah I feel like there's like an, you have to do it in this rainbow way that we've been doing mm -hmm. it to appreciate everything mm -hmm. rather than like have 15 of the same or slightly different because you just can't even taste the nuances anymore and it's two things because sometimes having two things that are almost the same side by side kind of helps you comprehend those two things better. Like oh, very I true. call it a stereo, like the, like stereo. Stereo, something. yeah. So it's kind of like if you want to compare to a version of something, you can because you always taste at least I think with comparison. 
Uh, is that an English yeah, word? Comparison, you can you all, you're always comparing that taste to something else you know, like in that's similar. Yeah, similar. It's more context, than this. Yeah. It's context kind of helps you figure out what you're tasting. I couldn't agree more. I definitely do, which is why if you need to grab no, nope, I don't. No it's problem. not important. Okay, absolutely no problem. Uh, look at this guy, dedicated. Um, I think we should get to, to you. the light. Or to lactose, I'm not sure. I, I'll have to check. You that. know what? I'll take either one. <laughs> yeah, I'll take either awesome. one. Awesome. Um, how do you feel about a lightning round? A lightning round? Yeah. Oh, you don't listen to the podcast, do you? I'm offended. <laughs> yes. Oh, you mean quick questions? Yes. Hey, <laughs> give me that language barrier space. Like, yeah, uh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> give me a moment. I, we stole them from Tim Ferriss. Okay, he. Uh, do you know Tim Ferriss? No. Author? No, he's just an author. He has a podcast. It's fantastic. Okay. He has a lightning round, so we stole it. Let's and, go. Uh, Let's do this. I'm sure he didn't invent it. First, is it only Thor-related question? Okay, I, yeah. I, I'm, what related? Thor. You don't know Thor, the Lightning God. Come on. Thor, come on. Oh, Thor. <laughs> I'm trying to be funny. It's not. Do you know what you said? I thought you said Thor works in like the, the dark web. Okay, I know. I know. I'm a comic guy. <laughs> also, to be honest, I thought you said Tor like the dark web browser. Language burger. Come on. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not gonna go there anymore. I'm an immigrant, and the CAQ wants me out. <laughs> I'm Canadian now. God damn it! You can't get rid of me. All right, first beer. Uh, what is your guilty pleasure beer? A beer you would be embarrassed to admit <laughs> to fellow Team Lactose people that you don't enjoy. I, that you do enjoy, I'm sorry. Cheap commercial Rattlers. Okay. Rattlers are nice, though. Your, I, I your, love Rattlers. What's your favorite crappy one? <laughs> it's you can say it. Either like the Rickards Rattler or the Budweiser Rattler. Like, you know, I didn't mind those lima readers, like the. Yeah. You know, the well, I mean, if I'm in some place and there's like, like blonde ale or cheap mat, mom, like big brewery blonde ale, I'm gonna go with that cocktail beer, like uh, they because they can't mess it up as much. Well, because I have more fun when I'm drinking it. Why not, right? You know, so that that would be it. Yeah. The opposite then, beer you would decline under any circumstances. Like you go to a barbecue, you didn't have a nice four pack of your size pills. <laughs> that I would decline. Yeah. So if someone offers you, hey, Davo, you want one of these, mate? And well, then you're gonna be like, I'm gonna decline like a, a, like those like you know, generic blonde ales. Yeah. I'm not gonna deal. drink if I have only that to drink. I'm gonna wait for something better to come along. Fair. And if yeah. there's not, you just drink water. Yeah. Or a rattler. Or wine. I'm a big fan of white yeah, wine. Wine's great. Do you have a favorite wine? We found out yesterday there's some great wineries around here. Yeah. What's your favorite winery? From around here? Yeah. Uh, eh. Wait, I don't want to say anything. The name of the wine is La Marais d'Oise. Okay. And it's near Donham. Near Donham? I'm, tr I'm trying to remember the name of the winery. It's okay. I'm just, we were at uh, Le Vendonot and uh, we got a mm. bottle of red from somewhere. Because we didn't know that there was a cool wine region out here, yeah. and Tiff has a wine platform that's our system one. So I didn't, we didn't like, like man, I wish someone told us we could yeah. have like gone to some wineries. But yeah. really, like in in Magog, there's a place called Pinard Fee. You yeah. can buy it in Magog. It's like no. it's mainly still sold in uh, in Montreal restaurants. Nice. And <clears throat> I taste one of their white wine this summer, and it was just crazy. I was almost pissed. Because it was so good. Because, because I could buy it here. You're like, come on. And uh, Pinot Fee does one white wine. It's called Bambin, and it was just awesome. Fine. It's kind of I'm I never sh I'm never sure I say it good. It's like those natural wines. Yeah, what, natural wines. Yeah. And it's just great. If you get, ever get a chance to drink those uh, in yeah. Montreal, you should try them. I know the owners of Pinot, or at least one owner is also the owner of the Moleskin restaurant in Montreal. Moleskin on Park. 
uh, and it's a kind of a pizza place. M O L E S K I N E, just like the pad that you can take notes in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moleskin. Exactly. Yeah, Moleskin. Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, you know, we we just yeah, park, yeah. And right. It's right next to Benelux. Like Benelux, there's the one on Sherbrooke. Right? Oh, down there. Yeah, yeah. It's Sherbrooke and Park. Sherbrooke and Park. Oh, okay. You have one Piccolo, a fantastic third wave cafe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Piccolo. Oh, right. near Pullman. It's it's right next to Pullman. I think it's the same oh. owners. Or something like that, but it's like the neighbor of Pullman. Yeah. And, and it's really great. Uh, the chef there is, is an angel. He's so great. And they, they eat, the... eat us pizza in like those that big oven. Oh, the wood fire pizza? Yeah, yeah. And they have like pinarefi most yes. of the time. And it's really great. Cool. We should do that. We yeah. more me. I've you've been before, but I haven't been to Pullman yeah, yet because they do like wine flats. Yeah. I love that whole concept. Maybe Pullman also has pinarefi. I don't know. I, I don't. Yeah. But at least I know there's some in the Moleskine restaurant. Yeah. Good, because the only wine region we were aware of here is uh, Montregie. Mm-hmm. And uh, we went there when we first, we, we took French at McGill when we first moved here, funnily enough. And one of these things, we made an assignment that you had to go somewhere to do. So we're like, yeah, let's go to the wine region and just practice our French with the wine <laughs> people. And they were lovely. And we got to try it, but they were like, we used to go into Niagara because it's from Toronto. Yeah. I live, we live there first. So Niagara is you drive three minutes to the next one, to the next mm-hmm. one, to the next one. And Montreal was like 45 minutes. So yeah, like, yeah. Like we were like, it wasn't the same, but we didn't, I don't know if it's like that out here. Like it's like they're spaced out or is there like They're a, spaced out because they're not, there's not that much. There's not a concentrated like no. region. And it, okay. it's, it's a tough region. Yeah. You know, it's wow. not, well, because the climate. It's a little tougher than Niagara, right? Yeah. Niagara gets it pretty rough too, but I mean, like I maybe mean, it's... Because of global warming. Thanks a lot, bro. It's getting there. Trump. <laughs> whole other conversation. Yeah, whole other conversation. Whole other conversation. Yeah, let's not go there. All right, let's not go there. Now, this one is... Uh, I think that's the sour... Avec Anana, yeah. That's the uh, sour beer with pineapples. Pineapples. Yeah, and it's um, a super light beer. It's like 3.1%. I need that right now. Yeah. This has been a lot. All right, you ready? Ooh, that smells great. Legend. Okay. Sour with pineapples. Yeah. Sour with pineapple. That's the beer that won the, uh, Ooh, the, nice. the La Grande Brasse in Chambly. It's Ooh. a blind tasting of uh, 36, 40 different beer. And then they're tasted two by two. And then they're, uh, there's a panel. They decide which beer keeps going. Amazing. And then they eliminate one. And then we won. And... We were really stoked That's by it. That's so sick. Congratulations. Yeah, thanks a lot. And it, it 100% bread fermented. 100% bread? Amazing. Yeah. yeah. 3.5, you said? 3.1. 3.1. Yeah. So the and idea is to make a, a delicate, light, sour beer because, I mean, sour beer are, are already kind of super tasty because the, the, the acidic part of it kind mm-hmm. of tastes a lot. You know, I'm not sure I'll say that right because, mm-hmm. like, uh, you... you it's still like a 3% sour beer is going to taste more than a 3% bon ale. Yes. Because like that, that sour part kind of is full of flavor too. And we wanted to like <clears throat> make a, a kind of a series with it. So we brewed it with a lot of different fruits. And that one is the pineapple version. What was your fave of the uh, series? I know you mentioned pomegranate and stuff. Yeah, pomegranate and Meyer citrus. I think that was my favorite. Well, Clementine's was very Sick. nice too. I mean, we did one with like the, the Quebec strawberries. That was very good too, you know. But uh, I think the first one also, because it was the first one we did with pomegranate, was, was very Pomegranate good. is just so good. Such a pain in the it, ass, but such a great fruit. It's a pain in the ass fruit, but it's the... Isn't it one of the best? 
We ate it yesterday at the, one of the cafes we went to. And I, I hadn't had it for so long. Mm. Do you want oh you want to try something weird? Not right now though. <laughs> it's not tell me, weird. Tell me, tell me what's weird. Eat pomegranate. Close your eyes. Yeah. And think of beets, and it tastes like the same thing. Really? Oh, yeah. that's that's because no, because beets are super sugary, but they're they're hearty, hearty, and earthy. But pomegranate does not have that much hurt. But if you think about it, you're gonna you're you're, you're gonna be wrecked. You're gonna always think that it's the same thing. I'm never doing that. And I we at home we do we do a juice with beets, apples, limes, and uh, ginger. Nice. And it kind of feels the same way because all those sugar and those other fruits cut oh. the early part of the beet. And then it's the same color. Yeah. So it kind of tastes and like pomegranate You juice. eat pomegranate and you concentrate on it and it, it feels the same. That sounds terrible. No, beets <laughs> are the best. Oh, we hate beets, yeah. No! They're just too much. They're too strong. No. <laughs> it tastes like ground. We brew the beet here. <laughs> it tastes like ground. <laughs> no, that's it. But you, have, you have to like cut that ground part. You cut, like, cut the ground out. Remove it from your... With the apples. Yeah, or something else. We, we brew that. Like we brew the beet beer. You got me? Yeah, we brew like a, a batch test of it, like a 20, 30 liter beet beer. And it was awesome. Yeah. Well, I put that, that kind of juice that I just spoke about, we put it in an IPA and then, well, in an IPA recipe, and then it was kind of a beet IPA, and the color was awesome. It was amazing, right? Yeah. Beets make the best color beers. There's this one we had from Vermont in a brewery called Ben Hill. Mm-hmm. They just do like a beet beer, and it just literally just tasted like beet juice. It was yeah. incredible that they got it like that. The goal I, is I to cut the ground it. taste, like we said. The ground taste. Yeah. Some people like the ground taste, though. I, I love it. I must, I must admit. Beer. I love beets. Like, I, I can eat it, like, marinated, raw, or whatever. I yeah. Like, I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, Let's favorite. talk about lactose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we're going to get... i got one more yeah. beer that's lactose. Yeah, one more beer. I've been waiting for this, like, for an hour and a half. Yeah. Uh, favorite beer style? Pilsners. Pilsners? Yeah, blown lagers. Either, like, German or Czech. Nice. Yeah. Wait, what? Uh, least no, favorite. There's no hesitation there. Not even. Not even hesitation. <laughs> no, no. Uh, least favorite. Sour beers. Yeah, like I, sour. I'm not a big sour beer drinker. I don't enjoy them that much. No one's gonna be upset. The lambics there. It don't, don't, you, you don't want to talk lambics with me. I, I, I mean, I think few people make great lambics or girls. That's what I think. I'm gonna tell. And Noah. when they're good, they're awesome. Have you told Noah that? Did he get yeah, upset? Well, I, I don't have the chance because he never gets out. Because he never comes out. <laughs> Noah. <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, like it, it's people like in in the industry, my coworkers, they all like they all joke on it because I, I just kind they, of they, they, they tease me with it because I know I really don't like those beers. <laughs> They're bringing some canty on you, like yeah, I'm no, good, and bro. I mean, I'm I'm always gonna taste it, but I rarely enjoy drinking them. I think that's uh, completely fair though. Uh, least favorite beer style? Did we just say that? Stouts. 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 I'm really tired. Favorite beer city, destination, or country? Where do you like to go for beer? Because I, I haven't been around that much. But like it's busy working. No, busy raising three kids. Hey, happens. happens. <laughs> that, that's my problem, though. And, and uh, no, but like, if I want to be like in line with my favorite style, I would go to like Czech, a Czech region, or Franconia, like Pavia and those places yeah, yeah, where yeah. I could like chug pints of German laggers and then move a couple of kimolis around and chug you go have another one have a sausage in between something like that West. what does that mean is that like, like cool West. talk for kids having a sausage <laughs> in between I don't want to no, go no, there no you don't want to go there <laughs> I actually mean like eat a physical you were talking about an actual German sausage for the first time oh, I wasn't being okay. 
Wow. Wow. Uh, <laughs> first, oh, first beer you ever brewed. Do you remember? Yeah. It was a ridiculously bad Imperial Black IPA. Like the, the stupidest idea ever. We're like, first beer we brewed. Let's it's brew like eleven percent black IPA. Eleven percent, two hundred IBUs. It was in fact. It was like it's just yeah, green. It almost felt like we were drinking. Uh, how do you say petrol in English? Like oh yeah, petrol. Petrol. Yeah, that's it. It was. It, it felt yes. like tires that had been melted. <laughs> it was. It was. It was just kind of pure weird. ethanol. Yeah, we we kept it for years, and every time like some someone came around, and we we're like, we have something to make you try, and we poured a glass through, and we were like looking like, at them, and like, <laughs> like what the fuck is that? And we were having so much fun. And it, yeah, yeah. Don't invite me over. No, I. There's no more of them. Okay. No okay. Good. Good. No, we're safe. It, it's all in a drain. Okay. Good. 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 Uh, do you have a favorite or least favorite style to brew, or do you not really brew enough for that to be? Because <laughs> you're too busy coming up with beer no. ideas with beats. Not really, because like, no, I, I I cannot really answer that. I'm I'm trying to think of something like a beer that's a pain in the ass to brew. A lot of people say rye because it gets stuck. Yeah, but. We never brewed like 100% rye beer. The rye beers we did, we didn't have problems with that. Okay. Usually like super big beers are a pain to ask to brew because like Just you're pushing stuff, your right? system to the limit and then he yeah. doesn't respond greatly, you know? Yeah, I figured there would be just yeah. when there's more stuff to deal with, it's just difficult. Uh, well, I guess worst beer you've ever made, probably your first one. Well, that was a home brew, you know? Like, but like the worst beer we've ever made at the brewery you never got to taste and they went out because they don't straight to the dream um, what's this beer I'm gonna keep this that's keep a uh, Petit Nepa Citrone which literally translates to little N-E-I-P little citrusy N-E-I-P-A. N-E-I-P-A that's the one so it's like a, a light version it's kind of a uh, hybrid between a sour IPA and a rather oh, wow. it's full of citrus and uh, it's not a sour beer but the the, 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 the huge amount of citrus in it makes it sour. Right. And it's hopped like an any IPA. So it's like full of ups, full of citrus, and it's 2.6%. 2.6%. Oh, I need that right now. That's really light. How the hell do you get it that light? That's crazy. We don't put a lot of grain in mm. it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's definitely. That's an easy beer to brew because it's like five bags of grain. That's it. That's it. Like it. Tough. Easy. You. You know. Yeah, super like lemony, like super lemony, like tart. Yeah, and, but it's not like sweet like lemonade. Like no, it, it's not it, sweet it's, at all. It's kind of dry in the end, and it, it's hard, and you kind of get the hops out. But it's it's never as hoppy as a as the any IPA would no, have no, been no. or something like that. Okay, interesting. What an interesting yeah. beer. I like the that. idea was to uh, have a a super light. Uppy sourish beer, but that has a different profile than the sour epic that you just had, you know. Yeah, man, that's completely because the sour epic is really like it's a sour beer with fruits, and that's like a beer soured with fruits, right? With okay. bread, and then you're actually putting the, the fruit juice or that. No, that's not that's that there's this no one's bread. not, no. but the other one was, yeah, exactly. The other one, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, it's not a bread that makes it sour, the sour epic. That's true. Is it lacto or pedio? Sack, it's lacto. lacto. I love it. What I don't know. These are kind of brewing questions. What music do you listen to when you brew? 
Well, the thing is, I don't brew. <laughs> That's true. Eric does. What did you listen to in the office? Eric, Eric and me kind of have similar music tastes, though. That's one of the things we, we, we share a lot. That's good. And Eric is like uh, the biggest music guy you would ever meet. Like, yeah, he, he loves it. He used to play in bands. I think, I think he still plays. And he, he plays a lot of music. He listens to a lot of music. And he always brings new music to the brewery. And But we like, like we have strange days sometimes like one of the guys that works at the shop with us he, he really hates it when we put music because like yeah, one of the example we, we, we have is like we listen to either like noise or electroacoustic like music that have no melody at all okay and that's something we enjoy because it calms us and we, we hear it over the machines too right because I guess the machines are pretty loud yeah so. yeah so what I know, so, uh, what, is there like a, a group or band that if you want to hear noise, you should go and listen to, or is it like, it's not metal or anything, is it? Like, no, no. Well, I mean, it's, I, mean, I love Tim Ecker, and it's a Canadian. What are they called? Tim Ecker is a guy, he's a Canadian. Tim and Tim Ecker, H-E-C-K-E-R. Right. And he does a lot of like those drone-ish sound. I don't know what you're Yeah, yeah, it's, it's super obscure. All right. And I don't know, like, <laughs> I wouldn't advise anyone to put that in a party. <laughs> like it, it's not that, kill the party. It, 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 it wouldn't. It wouldn't lively up the mood. Like, like ooh, no, it's not gonna work. Okay. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite hop? It's size. And then didn't we have? No, that we question? didn't. Oh, well, we, we talked, talked about, about it just it. earlier. Yeah, right? it's clearly size. I mean, I, there's a lot of ups I like, but, but like in terms of like the one I love the most. It, it, it sucks, but if you're talking to me about like American hops, like I, I would probably go with a Merlot or something like that because yeah, yeah. it's the one that's like that shows the most in the uh, Point Mere, yeah, the, yeah. The, the classic the IPA. Nice but I mean, there's a lot of hops that I that I enjoy finding the taste in beer, you know. Right, right. And I like like classic hops like Middlefru, Middlefru, Alerto, Middlefru, which kind oh, of oh like, Halito, Halito, well, yeah, Alerto. Like, Alerto. I'm not, I know I don't know what to pronounce it. And <clears throat> those are Just like classic gentle ups that I like to showcase either in the Fison or something. But like that beer just is not a up forward beer. You know, if you taste it right. you're like, oh my god, the alert up shows. Yeah. But I, I know it's therapy and I know what it tastes because I used it and I put it in the beer. Rub that bad boy. Yeah. Okay. What does your family think of uh, all your work? Uh that's a good question. Yeah. Oh, that's a good question. I mean, I think they're proud because like before it was like doing artsy stuff and video. And I think they were kind of wondering what I was doing. And now it's super concrete. So they know. And, and they're like, yeah, I'm sorry. There. Oh, I, I thought you no, were talking I was, about the I camera. Pointing, sorry, my bad. I was and, and, I, and I know and I, my dad can buy the cans at the store and he's super like, proud. Hey. He brings it to his friends. And it's for me, it's I, I'm like super like, oh my God. Like I, yeah. I, it feels great when you see like someone that's so close to you that's so proud of you that's for scared, something. Right? Yeah. I'm not saying they were not proud before. You know, they kind of. That's a little different. Look, I know what but you're But it, it's more concrete than my dad comes to, to the shop. Store. Yeah. And he comes to the shop and he comes to the brewery. My son's Yeah, yeah that's yeah. it. And when he comes to the brewery, it's full of big machines and it's something he can see, you know? And before it was like doing video for theater, super super obscure project. You're like, he was not really. It was super like, it was not concrete for him. It didn't really exist because he, mm. he didn't go to those shows or anything. Like of that. course, yeah. And and that's that's crazy because with all of this, not my dad drinks double IPAs. Now he does. Yeah, well, even Which if is even before he does now. Yeah. Well, this is a very relevant question. What is your favorite adjunct? 
<laughs> um, I think, think it starts with it. L and ends with Actos. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Sounds like, sounds like lactose. Sounds like milk sugar. Sounds like milk sugar. Sounds like milk sugar. Is that a serious question, though? Dead serious. It was like, did you see it? Well, yeah, that's why I keep this out so you can see it. Lightning mm-hmm. round. That was for the uh, favorite adjunct. Yeah. It's, it's like those. And I timed it on purpose so that I'd be pulling I'm, out the. I'm pretty sure uh, I would, like, uh, there's not like 200 that junks, you know, like that we. There's not that many. You know, but like, I. When it makes sense, because it doesn't make sense in all of the lactose? beer. Lactose? Lactose. I think is lactose a, lambics, lactose pilsners, <laughs> lactose. Ma- mainly those two. Like, this is my favorite. Like, those two are the lactose best. And, and, and it has purpose in those beers. Lactose English mild. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm with it. No, no, but but uh, like example for like a sweet style, it works out great. You, <sighs> that sugar helps you round the, the the intensity of the torrified grains, and the the coffee taste just comes out more, and you just enjoy it more because it's sweet too. And it's kind of just perfect. It's like perfect. Okay, this is the, this is the big photo we have to take right here. This okay. is the one for Team Lactose. Do you want to advise me on the face persona? Can you do an L with your hand so we can do Team Lactose? Mm. Maybe, oh, can you do like a TL? I can do a hashtag. Someday, yeah. Oh, just do a hashtag. Hashtag. Just do the hashtag because I can't do it with not. my hands. I can. I can. Let's go. L. Is that is that the right way around? Do it the other way. There you go. Lactose. Oh, that's beautiful. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm not sure "beautiful" is the greatest word for that, but anyway. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah, and that like the idea is to do a classic like. Needs more lactose. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, we'll try that. Okay, thanks, thanks, thanks. And the idea is to is to go with like classic milk style, like roasty, roasty, chocolate. super complex, dark flavors. No. Yeah, man. This is like I love milk styles. They're fantastic. Do you know what the funny thing? All the people who hate lactose in general, almost. Uh, uniformly say they like milk stouts or imperial stout that I've liked yeah. and like those and they just don't like it they're in, like in the IG guys that are in line for barrel age release of imperial stouts they're the lactosators and you're like guy that doesn't make sense it's in there too yeah but a lot of them admit they hate it they like it in this they hate it in, in IPAs and I completely understand yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's different even for me it's hit or miss yeah. like let's be real like don't, don't mm-hmm. tell anybody else about that but sometimes <laughs> people can make bad IPAs with lactose it doesn't need to be there yeah um but no, this is great, man. What's the ABV on this? Uh, something like around 5 or 5.5. 5. 5. 5-ish. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is great. Um, do you know what? Noah, actually, I like. He gave me this descriptor. He calls it like, uh, what do you call it? It's icing sugar, but he called it uh, like old, out-of-date icing sugar. <laughs> like uh, stale icing sugar. Okay. I don't, I don't agree that it's stale, but he says that they're, like you get an icing sugar vibe from lactose beers. And I'm like, wow, that's a great descriptor for mm-hmm. it. Because that's what it kind of tastes like. It looks like and feel, if you touch the powder, it looks yeah. everything. It could just be icing sugar. Well, yeah. To me, it also, there's a uh, vanilla side to it too. Yes. Well, you almost, within the lactose itself? Yeah. And I... I'm, uh, 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 even like in milkshake IPAs that have no vanilla, I feel some kind. It's not a vanilla taste. It's kind. It of, should have vanilla. It, it kind. Yeah, I know. But uh, okay, lactose IPA and milkshake IPAs. We should oh, do they are thing. different. Yeah, they are. Let's talk about that. <laughs> well, one has vanilla, the other one doesn't. And that's the only difference. Well, to me. And maybe uh, I know some places put apple pectin in it. I think that's yeah. A, uh, uh, um, well, some kind of volume. Pectin. Yeah. yeah. Because pectin, no, it kind of helps with the aziness. Is that what it's for? It, it, it kind of forces thing to stay in suspension. Oh, 
I thought it was like a mouthfeel thing. Well, there's a bit of both. It comes with it, you know? Yeah, cool. Because there's so much thing in suspension. When you drink it, you kind of feel that generous body, the generous mm-hmm. mouth feeling. Well, you know, pectin, you make jam with it. I actually That's don't know what pectin is. Okay. Well, I'm not gonna lie. Let's, let's not go into the details, but I think it's used it's to like make that consistency in so jam. Like, Huh. So when you put it in like things, it kind of exactly that, 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 that. a thickener, and it's not like a, a strawberry juice. It's a strawberry jam. You know, you, it, gotcha. you can so you put significantly it less. So that. milkshake IPAs at some point, some of them were so like crazily like crazy and yeah, thick. Yeah. You can almost scoop them. You know. Yeah, I've heard some breweries put um, flour. Yeah. In beer and stuff to to make it hazy, and it's probably not really frowned upon that much. Um. Depends My comment is, why would you do that when, when, why would you feel that you, the need to, I don't know, I'm... Because you know how you have those ones where it's like completely like murky and then yeah. you've got this really fine line that separates the head? I thought it was um, because they wanted that like aesthetic. Maybe, I don't know, I, I, I don't do that, I'm, I don't want to go there. I'm not going to put flour in a beer? No. Would you guys ever make a milkshake happy year? We did. You did? Yeah, we did like two or three times. Really? Yeah. What was it? Like fla- like fruited or anything? Or? Yeah, we did the milkshake IPAs. Uh, uh, we did them. All of the milkshake IPAs we did was, were in collaboration with La Confrérie, which is a s- really small brewery that's on the uh, apple orchid. Oh, do you yeah, call that orchid, in English? Yeah. Orchid, yeah. Yeah. Orchid, and, orchid, yeah. Um, anyways, so they have lots of fruit, and they had those small apples, what we call pamet. Oh, like, are they crab apples? No. And those small apples are full of pectin. Oh. And we also did one with their own, like, Quebec, uh, uh, Quebec-grown kiwis. Wow, you grow kiwis out here, right? Yeah, so we did milkshake IPAs with their kiwis. That's sick. Was it good? It, it was good. It was good. It was a great, like... Uh, uh, crab. Is it? Crab apples. And, Thank you. And, and, and it's not... And it's not it's an experience like we were talking about earlier yeah. like it's a uh, something of a celebration you know yeah. we, we, you drink that and it's fun it's uh, how do you say ludic in English it's, it's like it's playful yeah playful exactly and the idea what? was to make something that was like fun something to play with and the beer was called the Kiwi de Pom which is in reference to a TV show around there that's called the Kiwi de Zum uh, anyway, it doesn't really matter. And it was presented in a, in the festival I told you about that the guys from Vanzunar and other people organized called yes, yes. Uh, Degustabiaire. And it was paired with a chicken and waffle. Nice. Yeah, chicken like fried best. chicken. Yeah, it's the best. So Nothing better chicken waffle. Yeah, it's so good. And we paired the beer, like kind of a Franken beer with a Franken food thing, you know, those those new contemporary food combos yeah, yeah, yeah. and food beer combos. So yeah, that was fun. the idea. And, and it came out great. But you know, Memphrey, we're not about to like get one like year round milkshake IPA. That's, that's doesn't feel like really. your vibe. No, not really. But I, I really respect that uh, that you guys are down to do kind of anything. The fact that we had pretty much the almost the entire style spectrum here in no the lambics, of, no lambics, <laughs> no imperial stouts, yeah, no well, lactose that's, lambics. That should be coming soon at some point the before lactose Christmas lambic or the imperial stout. Yeah, maybe I should have said that. When is that coming out? This will come out in January. It's okay. Ah, oh, it's okay. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we brewed our, our first imperial style, and it's a, it's a 
Can we? Can I say homage? What? Homage, yeah, homage. It's an homage that to we actually we. No one told us to brew an imperial stout. We did, and then just because he never gets out, and because I kind of like playing with him, we put it in Scotch barrels because he hates it. Yeah. <laughs> Jewish, can you please do me one favor? You add lactose to it. <laughs> and it's full of lactose. Is it really? It, it's an imperial stout at like 10%. It's full of lactose. Are you serious or not? I mean, I'm super serious. And it's aged in, in scotch barrels. And yes. Noah's like, well, I don't really like scotch barrels. And I was like, yeah, great. Cool. It's great. going in scotch barrels. He's like, yeah, I'm more into like bourbon barrels. Like, no, like, yeah, fuck off. Oops, I'm sorry. That's <laughs> cool. Beer and other shit. You can say whatever you yeah, want. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and I was like, I was smiling. He's like, yeah, I'm not really into scotch. I'm like, too late, bro. It's already in the barrels. <laughs> Thanks for the idea. Because, you know, Noah drank, so drank some of our bottled beer and he was like, you guys should go for an Imperial style. It would suit you, the kind of beers you do. And I was like, He's yeah, right, you're right. right. Let, let's do it. And then we put it. <laughs> I love it. I love. Uh, I like. I genuinely love Noah. He's like a great friend of mine, he's, and I love giving him shit. Though it's actually yeah. funny, and I love pissing him off because he pisses me off every day. But he's a great me. guy to give shit to. He's the best. He's, he's the <laughs> no, shit. Really, he started all this yeah. shit, man. I've always been and, cool. And, and you, you get back at him, and you like you feel it. He getting inside yes. of him. He's like, he's like, no, it's not reaching me. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah it is. I like it. He admits though. He's like, I, yeah, I got yeah. that. That's why I fuck with Noah. Noah's the best. Honestly, Noah's like an OG of the. I very much respect him. He's like, you know, been doing this stuff for a while, been yeah. looking up to him for a while, become friends. All alone He's in pissed his house me off for many that he years. never gets out of. Never gets out of. Well, he was out on Saturday. He hit me up. He I went know. to Verdun all the way. I was like, whoa. He's like, yo, come to this tasting with his mates in Verdun. But he told me like on Saturday morning type of thing. Yeah. I was like, ah, oh, man, I can't fucking wait. Um, no, I like it. He's a, he's a great dude. Let's drink this last beer. Yeah. And then we're almost pushing two hours. Yeah. Not bad, Dave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's um, see. Uh, it's a kilt. It's a wee heavy. It's eight percent, super like a strong brown ale. Eight percent, yeah. Jesus. So it's lots of toffee, caramel notes. Uh, how do you say the fruit confit? Like uh, like jam. Well, a bit like jam. Confit yeah, it, is it's like, like a, a cooked fruits. Wow, that's nice. I don't really like Scottish ale, Scotch ales. I'm sorry, like, mm-hmm. to be honest with you, but this is like wow. And it has that that final that that finale. That's uh, not not smoked, but like grilled or toasted. I can see that. Toasty. Yeah, and it kind of breaks the sugar part of it. So you kind of... It's quite sweet, yeah. Yeah, but it's super sweet. But yeah, with that that toasted thing, it kind of helps balance the thing out. Yeah. Oh, we didn't get the photo beforehand. Yeah, Okay, I'll save this. All right. Here we go. I like this. Um, bam, I love it. Dave, you're a legend, mate. Thanks, man. Uh, thank you very much for having us. I really appreciate it. Well, you thanks for man. coming by. Hey, man. It's pleasure. Nice. I'm, I'm glad thanks we Thanks for taking the time of... Listening to me, I enjoy it. You are a very entertaining, uh, well uh, experienced young man. I try to be, and you know your I stuff. Try on it. And you are, are you now officially? Let's let's put this on record. What team are you on? Team Lactose for sure. You're damn right, you are all day. Uh, yeah, Dave, I mean, where can we find you online? Where can we find Memphrey online? Oh, uh, well, there's a website. The address is going to be written. Is it going to be written? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Oh, because yeah. it's a super long French name. I don't want to be saying it. You can say it. Tiffle, write it down. It's www.microbrasserielamenfrey.com. It's easy. It's not that French. Yeah. And, and uh, there's a Facebook page, too. Yeah. No Instagram, Instagram, nothing like that. Yeah, we also, we're also on Instagram. Both the restaurant and the brewery, we have separated accounts oh, because because there's Memphrey Restaurant. There's the Memphrey Restaurant. There's the Memphrey yes. uh, Fabrique Abiar, which is the place where we brew the beer. Fab- oh, and because like it tends to confuse people when we add the two of them together, because like we announced the beer and people came to the restaurant. 
Really? And the beer was not here. Oh, yeah. And then we were pissed. And we were like, no, it's, it's undistributed. Oh, so it's Fabrique on everything. Yeah, okay. Because exactly. I was looking, I was outside, like, filming some stuff. And I was mm-hmm. trying to, like, tag you. And I couldn't find it. So I was yeah. like, I'll save it and do it later. Okay, that's why. You can tag the brewery. You can tag the it, it gets complicated to It'll be here. Anyway. Tiff will put that on the screen. Do you want people to follow you anywhere? Are you anywhere? Me? Yeah. Or you don't want that? I don't mind. What do you want? But I'm not anywhere. I mean, oh, you're not anywhere? I have a Facebook account. You know, I'm a professional Facebook user. We yeah, no, about I thought that. you were certified. And uh, no, I like that. No. no? Okay. Well, I mean, okay. people can follow me. They can. I don't mind. So, David Plath, look him up. You'll see pictures of my kids sometime. Maybe. There'll, <laughs> or there'll not. Be children. There'll be children. Will there be beer? Yeah, yeah. I, post, I post a lot about beer, mainly on Instagram. I have an Instagram account, and I talk about beer there because. I feel it's more appropriate. I don't know. I, I, I like Instagram a lot. It's, it's, a, it's a platform I like a lot. And when I'm in events or things, like, I'm not going to post on Facebook. I'm going to I'm gonna post on Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. What's your Instagram? What it's is it? David Plass. D-A-V-I-D-P-L-A-S-S-E. I love it. It's perfect. Dave, yeah. thanks again, brother. Thanks Appreciate again, your time. Guys, if you enjoyed the episode, mate, boom, smash the thumbs up. Hit subscribe below. Hit the notification bell so you know when the new new drops. Follow us on social media at Beerowitz Podcast. Check out the long-form audio so you can hear Team Lactose, attractive people like Uncle Dave right here talk about amazing things. Um, Spotify, follow us on Spotify. Uh, rate, rate, view, oh my gosh. Rate, review, subscribe. <laughs> I know, I'm, I'm tired. Uh, rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. That's it, guys. Cheers. Cheers.